Holy crap, you guys. You guys, stop whatever you're doing. Don't, if you're driving, keep driving. Don't like, press f- fast forward. No. This, this is not a clip. This is not a drill. We have two very important things to tell you. Yes. Number one, our debut stand-up comedy special is coming out on our YouTube channel on February 14th, Valentine's Day, for free, Love you, bitch. Let's do this. So you just got a gift. And then secondly, huge news. First of all, this episode is going to keep going. I know these have been clips for a long time. This is the whole ass episode. This is the whole episode that you are getting for free. Episode. Why, you ask? Why? Well, how come? It's foreshadowing. Because God is good. Of Mm -hmm. things that are about to come. And they're going to come so quickly that they're going to come next week. Because what's happening is we have been behind a paywall for a long time, guys. And it's been fucking fun. We've been been great mentally, honestly. It's been the goddamn time of our lives. Yes. So much fun that I feel bad telling you. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And that's still going to be happening. That's still going to be happening for Luminary subscribers. You're going to get episodes early of Guys We Fucked. Ad-free. Ad-free. And bonus episodes twice a month where that's where I'm saving most of my personal stuff. That's going to be the crazy secrets episodes. Because we appreciate you and you've you've done a lot for us. Mostly mentally. It's been a real nice mental vacation being behind the paywall. That being said, no shade to anyone who couldn't afford a Luminary subscription. Um, A little bit of shade to people who just like didn't like us enough to pay. Right, right. Um, A lot of shade. And obviously no shade to people who didn't have access in wherever you live to uh, the Apple Luminary channel. I don't know where that is. I think it's just if you have an Android, but that's okay. Sure. We won't hold that against you. That's your fault, but it's okay. So uh, starting next week, January 21st, Mm -hmm. you will have episodes of Guys We Fucked, free range, wide release, once again, once again, and we will uh, come back with our reign over sex dating and and relationship podcasting. Yeah. No one's built a podcast like ours since we left. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. We're happy to be back. We're very excited. Please enjoy this very full episode of Guys We Fucked with Hannah Burner. Welcome to Guys We Fucked, the anti slut shaming podcast. Yo, you having sex? I'm Christina Hutchinson. I'm Corinne Fisher. And I'm your boyfriend. Bring us your slutty, your horny, and your shame. Hey, you a slut? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What up, fuckers? How you doing? Welcome to the first episode of Guys We Fucked of 2022. I'm Corinne. I'm Christina. Uh, this is oh, this is the anti slut shaming podcast. I just forgot that part. I think it's not that anymore. It's actually <laughs> a slut shaming podcast now. Yeah, let's shame all the sluts. We just took mm-hmm. it in. We took it into our own hands. <laughs> yeah, shame me, daddy. What? Mm, okay. <laughs> all right. So uh, if you want to email us, it's sorry about last night's show at gmail.com. Be specific with those email headlines. You know what you're doing. Uh, this is. One says, I'm losing my shit and I need real adult advice. Well, we're almost 40, so uh, you've come to the right place. <gasps> I'm not, but yeah. <laughs> I'm also not. <laughs> Hi, Corinne and Christina. I've been listening to your show for about a year and a half now, and I really love it and all the fabulous advice you give. I'm 17. I know. I'm a baby. I live in Little Massachusetts, baby. and I'm absolutely losing my shit. I live with my mom, her boyfriend, his two kids, and my seven-year-old sister. My parents split up about four years ago. My mom is suffocating, emotionally abusive narcissist, and my dad is 
is an emotionally absent, unmedicated bipolar. Oh, you're going to be an artist. Yeah. Long story <laughs> short, they should have never had kids. A lot of, a lot of people should. <laughs> Most people should not have. Uh, in 2020, I was in a really abusive relationship with my psycho stalker ex-boyfriend. In December of last year, I finally left him and have since been just learning to be okay with being alone, loving myself, and allowing myself to feel uh, I'm what I'm feeling no matter how com- uncomfortable. Yeah, the last year has been healing for me. I've confronted three of four rapists for my own closure, and so I've just questions. really tried to be my own cheerleader, even if no one else is. For some reason, I still feel very stuck. I'm failing school. I can't stand living with my mom because she is so unbelievably draining and suffocating. I don't make enough money to support myself, and I feel extremely alone. I'm trying to be an emotional support system for my sister because my parents aren't one, but I'm not her parent, and there's only so much I can do, and knowing that kills me. I feel like I've really accomplished a lot for myself in all aspects of my life, but I'm drowning and I don't know what to do or how to ask for help. I know I'm young and nothing is going to last forever, but mentally I feel like I'm 35. I love your usage of it as if it's the oldest you can be. Um, when I know, <laughs> I just love that for you right now. Um, I'm like literally almost dead. I'm, I feel like I'm father time 35. Um, when I know I'm not and I have a lot to learn, mm-hmm. I just feel like I've had to grow up so fast mm-hmm. and way faster than I'm ready for. I don't have a single adult in my life who is able to be there for me except my therapist and occasionally my mom's boyfriend, even though he's not much help. I've been finding myself just not wanting to be here anymore and it's not like I want to die. I I don't. There's, I think there's a difference between to, suicidal to house. tendencies and, and depression and, and not wanting to be alive in the moment. I get that. Yeah. Uh, I just don't have the energy to participate in life anymore. I'm exhausted. How do I motivate myself? How do I find the energy to do my schoolwork and keep up with my job and my home life and just actively participate in being alive? Thank you so much. Well, I've got to say, you're ahead of the game uh, compared to most 17-year-olds on this planet. So congrats on that. Yeah, I mean, okay, so uh, there is, I mean, there are boundaries that that are up because of your age. So I don't want to say, like, I, it can't be, like, this normal advice, like, just get out. Like, yeah, you're 17. Like, you do have to keep living with your parents for probably a little bit longer. Um, and it's not a great situation. That being said, most people I know don't didn't come from a great home life. And... I mean, it's not, I don't want to say like, it's just like, just sit there and take the emotional abuse. That's, that's certainly really tough. Um, but, uh, I would like to offer up a perspective. I don't know where you can go to. Yeah. Yeah. So I, the, the thing, the advice, piece of advice I have for you. And one of the reasons why I wanted to read this email is, was I wanted to suggest a perspective for you. Uh, and we all, every belief we have ever had, even if it was taught to us, we choose to have. So you can always change your beliefs at any time. And you should always also take everything with a grain of salt. Uh, I would like invite you to consider that before you came to this earth, if that's, you know, uh, that you chose these people to be around uh, because of the lessons that you can learn from them. And if you look at it that way, you are more in control of your narrative and where it goes. And, you know, it seems like I'm willing to bet your nervous system is operating in fight or flight mode. So you're getting all of your energy from this um from this heightened state so you haven't really had a chance to be a kid yet you haven't had a chance to relax uh i would really suggest seeing if you can even and i would say just cap it at five minutes for now try meditating and be still because i imagine in this environment that you're describing it's a very anxious 
survival-y place that you are coming from. Um, I'm curious about confronting the rapists. Uh, I don't know what you mean by that or what that entails. I just want to say, please be careful. Um, and also, um, yeah, just approaching approaching your life for the next couple years that you might be under your parents' uh, roof um, from a place of observation and see see where you go just to see if that perspective makes you feel a little bit more comfortable a little bit more in control yeah and i mean the, so the way you okay, so, the, so let's go person by person the way you handle uh, uh, uh the, the mom is with setting boundaries so mm-hmm. suffocating emotionally abusive narcissist you have to set boundaries even though you are the child and you are the younger one that does i think a lot of she's times she's acting like the kids yeah so i think emotional of, incest exactly like i think a lot of times because like you are younger uh or, or young period we think that as young people we can't set boundaries uh but you absolutely can set boundaries even though you you are the child I think yeah. a lot of children make that mistake that they can't set boundaries with their parents. And that's absolutely not true. So just start working on setting boundaries with yourself. I think treat her kindly, yeah. but with boundaries and, and solid and, ones. And expect, this is something I wish I knew, expect that when you do set a boundary for the first time, they might lose their shit. And, and if you just have that as in the realm of possibilities, I think it'll allow you to handle it a lot better. Yeah, and I think step away. Like you set the boundary and then you step away. You kind of set the yeah, boundary you, you and then you have a daughter you, you didn't yourself. ask for. Um, so. Um, emotionally absent and unmedicated bipolar dad not great but a little easier to deal with because he's absent so he's just not there and that's like a more that's like a grief that you'll have to deal with probably later but I think for survival right now maybe put a pin in it I don't mm-hmm. love to uh, recommending to compartmentalize but I think for survival right now you might need to um, but he's going through his own thing and, if there, and you can't you're seven you don't have to you're not expected to help him okay um, again just be kind and that's that and then mm-hmm. as far as your little sister you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself that's not fair just the way you found your own way your sister will find your own way she has an inner strength be there for her as much as you can but not at the sacrifice uh, of yourself okay um and because you you, you're like you're in school and you have a job and you have all these things um i would i would recommend probably just don't don't get in relationships anymore right now you have too much on your plate and it seems like there's not a lot of good people around you um and as far as single adults in your life, okay, uh, I'm going to give you a little secret. Um, adults know, don't know what they're fucking doing. Adults are just grown up kids. And so I like as as much it's like it's like, yes, you should you should have had an adult who was there for you. And I'm really sorry that you didn't have an adult that was there for you. Uh, that being said, they're not that. Many of them are not that helpful even when you do have one and many of them are not that capable. Um, I did have the benefit of having adults that were capable in my life, but I I do want to say it's very rare and I didn't know that until a lot later. So that's just kind of like, you know, and then in my life I I ended up because I had that that benefit early on. It's it's turned into like I don't want to say a curse that's dramatic, but like it's turned into a burden in my adult life because now I have these skills and I have to end up fucking being the adult in every situation that I'm in. And it's not fun and it's tiring. And it's like why I'm like so abrasive all the time. It's like, well, someone has to keep us afloat here. Um, And uh, so just like let yet like don't you don't want to like make yourself be the adult when you like so intensely when you don't have to like you just have to concentrate on you and like getting through the things that you need to get through and it's not fun and it's not fair and it's not okay um but unfortunately it is how 
your life is right now. But the good news is it won't always be this yeah. way. I really promise you it won't always be this way. And as far as how do you motivate yourself, I think you got to just do the one day at a time approach. It's so hack and it's so stupid, but like literally give yourself coach. one positive thing every day. Like even if it's like I'm looking forward to drinking a soda at noon yeah. today. It's because it's almost the, with the way your nervous system has probably been working and the hormones that are pumping through your body, you scientifically don't have the energy to motivate yourself. So you really do have to kind of shrink it down and just really be in the moment and do little things like Corinne suggested. Um, because, you know, I mean, I'm glad you have a therapist. Thank God you have a therapist. That's very exciting to know. Um, so I would say work on little things that you can do. I hope your therapist is well-versed in like trauma therapy, trauma recovery therapy, just because I think your nervous system needs some TLC. Um, and I also think uh, one last, like like another suggestion for an adult that you might not have thought of, and this is like a re- such a Corinne response, but like find a celebrity who you find is like has the qualities that you want to have, like does things for Beyonce. the world that in a way that you admire, and get it read a autobiography or a biography about them, and let yeah, that person advice. be a this little leader in your life that they don't even have to know that you exist, but like you know we all pick the Atlanta. Marissette is definitely part of my family. She doesn't fucking know who I am. Never met me. Never spoke to me in my life. But she's a part of my family in that she helped raise me for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think that like it's a it's a that's why um, we latch on to celebrities in the way we we do. But it can be a positive way to latch on to celebrities and like let let movies and media do a little bit of a job raising you. Be careful with it because it's not real life. Um, but I also think like that escapism for someone like you so young who and you deserve that escape. Um, I think it would be good to um, let yourself escape into some movies and some books rather than like having to deal with this so much. And write write down your feelings. Oh, they my need to God. go somewhere. Girl, journal. Oh, it is so helpful. It is so helpful because you're releasing energy and you can write whatever you want in these journals. It's just you. And so, have a dream. I think a dream keeps you going a lot longer than you think. So what what is your dream that got beyond me to this survive my childhood? Beyond this life. What is it that you want for yourself? What is what are you looking to do? I mean, I, I like I mean you can make a vision board. It's hard because these things are helpful, but they've become so hack in like today's narrative. But like, yeah, like what do you where do you see yourself in five years, ten years? What is the life? Where are you living who are you surrounded by how do you feel I think really Start writing those a things out and yeah. putting them just like even on like a cork board in your room maybe if you have weird people in your house maybe it's a cork board that you slide under your bed you know before you leave yeah um, oh, and and one author that I would like to suggest for you particularly is Louise Hay she um she is a very gentle soul and she talks about um she's had to deal with so much adversity she experienced childhood uh, sexual abuse and it later um, surfaced as cancer in her adult life that she beat through facing it and through facing, oh, maybe, uh, you know, I have to recover from being bitter against the person who sexually assaulted me as a child. And that's a real come to Jesus moment, I imagine. So um, but the way she goes about her writing, it feels like a hug. It feels it gives you hope uh, when you're really, really down. She's the author that I turn to when the voices in my head are the meanest. uh, And it always does the trick. So I think that she might have some some nice things to offer. But yeah, and I hope you're. I hope that your therapist knows about these rapists and that that you're confronting. I'm guessing that's part of the reason that you're in therapy. But you know, yeah, 
Just want to make sure. Yeah. Okay. Love you. Bye, girl. Cool. Thanks for writing in. <laughs> Come see us live and watch and listen to us live. Uh, I'm going to be Torin, New Jersey. I'm going to be in Hasbrook Heights headlining at Bananas Comedy Club, February 25th through the 26th. Portland, Oregon. I'm going to be at Helium, March 3rd through the 5th. Baltimore, Maryland. I am at Magoobies, March 24th through the 26th. Uh, and then I'm going to be Fort Collins, Colorado. I believe I'm going to be there April 15th and 16th. And I you think will. I, I think I agreed to this and I don't really remember, but you know my feelings on Colorado, so I'm going to show up. Uh, other than that, I am taking a break from touring from a li- for a little bit to work on some other stuff. But yeah, Fort Collins, Colorado. I see there. I don't even know what the place is called. I think maybe Comedy Fort. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm Comedy not, Fort Collins? I think so. I don't even know if the link is up, but just like, you know, mark it in your calendar and then I'll get you the information at a later date. So that'll be fun. Um, and then if you want to listen more, uh, the Without a Country uh, podcast is on Gas Digital Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But then it goes everywhere, including full video on YouTube. I would say if your New Year's resolution was to like be more like knowledgeable about the news, this is like a really good start. A lot of people want to fight trying to listen to the news or intake it. But I think that's, you know, you're it's a losing battle. And Shane Smith and I make it really fun for you. And I know a lot of people Insane. who listen to this podcast or like I wasn't in, I didn't think I would be interested in the news I didn't want to listen to the news that I just wanted to stay away from the news blah 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 it's a dumpster fire all this kind of stuff and then they give it a try just you know for me or for Shane or for whatever and they end up really liking it so I think uh, I would appreciate if you would give it a chance because it's doing well, but it, you know, I want more people to listen to it. <laughs> I want everyone to listen to it, quite honestly. Yeah, it's, it's nice to be able to intake take down news CNN. and not feel like you want to fucking die. So. Absolutely. Very helpful. All right. How are you? Uh, you know, great. Just a wonderful start <laughs> to the year. Uh, yeah, I mean, Christmas was actually fine. I thought it would be really sad. New Year's kind of a shit show. You know, uh, the, like the day itself was fine, but just like, you know, starting the first year ever in my life without a father. <laughs> really bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Been yeah. pretty brutal, actually. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then, I mean, you know, I, you know how everyone makes like the end of the year posts on whatever, like this is whatever. And like, I am... Uh, and I know some people are going to laugh when I'm say when I say this. You won't, but I'm like I would uh, actually describe myself in most aspects of my life as under dramatic. And yes. uh, uh, and very so accurate. and so I did put up a post being like this was the worst year of my life because I was and I felt um, disingenuous to leave the year saying anything but that. And I wanted and I just felt like a time like I think that the only times throughout the year that I've voiced that I was in like deep emotional pain were when I really needed people to just not even be nice to me just step away and give me some space mm-hmm. and I really felt like that this um you know New Year's week and so I put that out uh, out there especially because I was going to be going back out to clubs performing again back in town kind of like away from my family and I wanted to be vague because I just didn't I don't know I just didn't want to fucking write an obituary for my dad on Instagram like honestly yeah. he's better than that like he yeah. just deserves better and I'm and that's no shade to anyone who's written an obituary for someone they love on social media just was not my choice was just was not how I wanted to do it um and the people who need to know no no uh and then 
and there was just so many like not a lot but enough that it fucking you know pissed me off of people saying like everyone's had a bad year like the amount of times oh, in whoa. 2021 oh, that everyone said not pe- a struggle off guys. yeah that people have said to me like this is like the, uh, this is the worst year of everyone's life or like and when I know it's not you know like when That's, I just it know is, it wasn't it's so not and like, it's like this but idea they, that we're all in this together look want, at Miami yeah. we're not all in this together before having to stay in your house and I, I'm not, like I'm not talking about people who went through like huge financial duress or like I mean we don't want to talk about a bad year fucking tune into what's happening in Kentucky that no one's talking about tornadoes took out entire towns yeah. people's yeah. children yeah. were fucking murdered by pieces of their house in their arms I mean yeah. you, you want to talk uh, so a bad year for you is that you had to watch everything on Netflix and there was nothing left like yeah, have fuck some off. fucking perspective yeah, yeah. yeah and so like I went off and like so I just had oh. a vague thing that was just like you know I was like you know it was just like it was the worst year of my life but like kind of like you know like a country like fun thing like but I'd still rather be me than you and oh I, yeah I love that I and love I do that. and I would and I would and with everything I've been I, I, I there was no one I would have traded places with this year still and I and I and I said that as like because the way I want to like just kind of yourself. spread self-confidence is like obviously through being funny and through being cunty and I do feel that like I, do I feel like I'm better than you yes but I feel like you should feel like you're better than me we should all feel like that yes. not in a way where you're taking other people down but just when you go home you go there's no body I'd rather be in and like that's how I want I don't want you to be mad at me for feeling that way about me I want you to feel that way about you and I don't know why it's so hard to convey that to people it's like they're, uh, fight, they're fighting I, me on me telling you to fucking love yourself <laughs> well no it, it's it's it, it's because they feel insecure about how much you love yourself which is their problem or just like people be, be like normally confident people don't have to talk about it so much well no, I do because yeah, you do because most people are too. Yeah. And also, like, if I'm writing something, what am I going to be coy about it? Like, what? Right. It right. does seem like... Fucking stupid. Listen, you think COVID's bad. Listen, listen. I I get a lot of DMs from the listeners, all right? It does you seem do? to be... I do. It does seem what to be a bit of an anomaly yeah. that, like, yeah. you have a level of confidence that people kind of can't really wrap their head around and it's like it's something that well, people now, have well, brought now up to it's me getting, I, I it's can't multiple things too it's also because it's like she's 36 she's not a 10 it's like that's what confidence is right yeah right think if you're I confident out, I think I'm an if 11 if you're confident at 22 and you got and you, and you look perfect you can go fuck yourself because let me tell you something those titties is gonna drag and then your confidence really gets tested huh mm. yeah uh, and I'm also starting to get over and I can't imagine how you feel about it Corinne I'm I'm now I'm like, all right, can you stop being surprised that Corinne's so goddamn confident? It's fucking yeah. annoying. Well, and it's like that's why I have to talk. Can it's we, like, can it's we like, stop with that now? We either. already know. I want to talk right, about right, Justin right. Bieber and his promotion <laughs> with Tim Hortons. That's what I want to talk about. <laughs> Tim Hortons. And Sour thank cream you. and chocolate chip. Oh, that's a Canadian. And thank you, Savannah, for giving me that Tim Hortons bag for our, one of our Canadian listeners. Our listeners, I appreciate it so much. Finally, someone's talking about what I want to talk about. <laughs> which is yeah, Tim. Which is Justin Bieber, his promotion with Tim Hortons and donut holes. That's all the topics that I wanted to cover. <laughs> And then, and then, so, and I had been vague about it, like also, like out of respect for my fucking family, like yeah. you know, who's also dealing with this. Yeah. And then, and then, so when everyone was like questioning it or like saying like, "Ah, oh, I'm a bad year," I was like, "My dad oh, died. He forgot who I was oh, over right. overnight and in his entire life." And I spent the whole week nursing him through, it, you know, in going, going home and going to ho- and walking to hospitals in the rain uphill oh. both ways. It was right, uh, it was yeah. it was uphill one way and then downhill yeah, the other yeah, way, um, you know, logistically uphill emotionally and but. 
and, and you know going to hospice and just like watching the person one of the persons that you love most in the life the, and like the reason that you're a comedian just like deteriorate in front of your eyes like it's fucking heinous and I'm not saying I'm the only person to ever go through this I'm like lots of people have had terrible experiences lost people they're so close with and have had really struggle bad off. years you had a fucking terrible I'm year. just saying for me in my life this was the worst one and then there's also people who are like there'll be other ones that are worse and I go I don't Thanks, know that there Dick will fucker. be <laughs> right. honestly I don't know I mean and you know knock on wood hope nothing terrible happens to my mom but it's like you know the way of course my I expected my parents to die but you expect your parent. I expected my parents to die the way a lot of my grandparents died which is like they yeah. get old and then they die not just one day they one day they're not functional they're playing golf and then Everything is gone. That's you just don't. That's not what you expect, right? You know, right. like so. It's just like a wild, was a wild thing to say. And then, you know, you know, a couple people DM'd me that you know that was that were nice. I, I, you know, overall, like I don't, you know, it's fine. Like for people who also lost a parent, I think this is like the one thing that it was helpful for me to hear from other people who have been through the same thing. But like DMs from people I don't know who didn't lose a parent, like. No offense, but just don't bother because you have no idea what you're, you're talking right, about. Right, right. Like, yeah. I didn't DM anyone before that. Like, <laughs> um, and then of course, like the famous married man who continually tries to fuck me also sent me condolences about my dead dad, and I was like, well, 2022 is off to a great fuckboy start. Um, and it's even hard, just like that. This is the one place where I definitely do feel the problem with having. Um, a boyfriend who's so much younger than me because not only you know does he not understand losing a parent because he just didn't um but it's also like it's just so far off of what he's thinking about in his life and dealing with like because like even though it was terrible it, it, it my parents getting old and you know the thought of them dying one day that starts in your 30s you start thinking about that and so like not only like does he not understand at all even though he tries to he's just like he you know he has 24 year old problems like he right. can't get a ps5 you know right and i don't it's want nice. i don't want to take to that have, away yeah. from him no. but also it's like very not helpful yeah. when, when it's like i'm sad for three days and Clint, then i know exactly how you feel with your dad dying in front of you because i couldn't get a ps5 at best yeah, buy and, it was really and it's just like i'm thinking <laughs> about like the last time i spoke to my dad and in the interaction and you're like thinking about how you like didn't land a joke on stage it's just like different and again like I don't want to take that away from him and that's exactly what he should be thinking about I'm glad that's what he's thinking about but it's hard it's like now I have to I it's like being sad when you're in a relationship you have to like almost like justify or explain your sadness to somebody else to say like this is why I'm not showing up for you as much as I would like to Uh, but like I I promise you it's like a very serious reason but like it's really and I and I also also want to be like and I deserve this time to not show up for you but we're in kind of a new relationship and you have no idea about this space and time in my in just life in general yeah so I don't know how to express how this that? to you and like there wasn't problems it this is all like in my own head for the most part uh but it's just like I'm like you know 
I mean, there's problems in any kind of relationship, but I'm like, that's like one that's like just so specific to the age gap. Yeah. yeah Can yeah. I ask also, and this is like, this is no shade at Dylan at all, but yeah. like the way that you sort of just broke that down yeah. and kind of like figured out the the space that you need and, and all that stuff, the, the insight. Right. At his age, do you think Dylan computes like that? Just generally yeah. speaking, I'm not, I'm really not trying Your to Your brain like, doesn't fully develop until you're 25. Yeah. So, so honestly, yeah, like, yeah. Like, it's like a very thoughtful thing that you just put together. He is Can really, like, that? I, like, I think I've never met a, someone as young who is as like advanced emotionally. Um, but also like, it's almost like watching like, like it's the emotional version of watching a baby like a fawn learn how to walk because he had it's almost like he has so many emotions going on and he's so emotional that like yes he can compute something like very heavy happening but also like a razor breaks and you think someone stabbed him like mm-hmm. he's throwing mm-hmm. things across the room again like not at me again just like it's like I just see the um, like explosion of emotions yeah. and it's the absolute opposite of me because it's like you're not like no matter I could have I could have just come from a murder scene and I show up to work and you would never know you would never know very true that I, yep. I, 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 I almost drove off a cliff yeah. and Krim calmly said hey we're gonna drive off a cliff and in that scenario oh, okay, I was thanks, cleaning girl. up the murder scene I, I hadn't committed the murder I was an investigator just so you guys know from like what where how I was role playing that Chad. um because I also watched the Chris Watts fucking documentary um, over. Uh, oh. He's the one. What is it called? It's called, I think, like a marinade. What is the Chris Watts documentary called? Because you guys, I mean, I want to do almost a whole episode on this one, but you need to watch it. Oh, yeah. I got um, it. On that Patreon? Um, what? There's no Patreon. No, I'm, I'm, here. I'm kidding. I was oh, kidding. I was like, what? I was, I was like, did I was you guys kidding, start kidding, a Patreon? Kidding, no, 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 That's no, so no. fucked up. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> and now we have $5 million. <laughs> uh, yeah, what the fuck is the documentary called? American Murder, The Family Next yeah, Door. Yes. Oh, yes. Is that the one where he fucks everyone? No, 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 no. no. Oh. So this is so this is Chris Watts. He murdered his wife, Shanann, and it is pronounced Shanann. <sighs> and that Sorry. didn't, she didn't deserve to die for that. Um, nope. But, uh, and, the, and then his two young daughters. It's like, it's one of the most heinous things. And I've watched a Wait, with the, he has a black pickup truck? Uh, and like he yeah. backed it into the yeah, truck. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I watched that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I was like, I, you know, I we I, we get into a kick of watching murder documentaries, my family and I, over the holidays, and like I all watched that, and then I was also like, just like very traumatized by that. It was, <laughs> it was like, it was, it was a rough one. I don't know. They usually don't bother me that much. I usually, but there was just something about that. I think it was that because Chris Watts is like, I don't even know how we got there, but I was just thinking about Chris Watts a lot this week. But I think it's like number one, he looks like my ex Paul, and everyone uh-huh, used to uh-huh, tell me uh-huh, that, uh-huh. and I was like yeah Chris Watts is hot as shit yeah so, and that I think that's also part of what bothered me so much I was like I sucks when the murder like, it's hot. like I'm horny for this absolute monster sociopath You're horny for the looks not the murder. oh yeah yeah no no he no 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 and he wears flip-flops so that's gross Ew. um yeah, but awful. he but terrible he's like my my um my radar with monsters is usually like really on but like this guy if I had met him would have oh. tricked me and that's what part of what bothered me and scared me about it I was like this guy would have tricked me I would 100% have gone on a date with this guy and even in his interactions oh. the way he was I was like I was like I wouldn't have known the behaviors that he was exhibiting um, in f- like that they go into with the text messages and the fuckery I would have 
left during that period mm-hmm. but I was like I would have met I would have I don't know Inter- married, that's but- interesting and it makes a lot of sense for you that that's why you were oh. so bothered by it and I mean <laughs> and I mean also it was just so gruesome and like it was one of those ones where you go I can I can understand Mary uh murdering your spouse I can pretty much always it's not great but I can under always not understand how you can get there don't murder people but like your that's daughters about- your little daughters yeah, your yeah, three yeah. or four year old yeah. daughter I can't. Yeah, that's that's hate. That is. There's that just is, no. Yeah, I just can't. I just literally can't wrap my head around it in right. any way. And I like spent so much time thinking about it. And you know, it was oh, not boy. therapeutic. But I will be talking about the Chris Watts documentary in therapy this week. So. <laughs> I'm actually curious what Kira has to say about um, the fact that why it bothered you so much is that you would have gotten tricked by him. And I also started to think about like just you know then I get was just like overwhelmed by like domestic violence and how many women are murdered by the people that they love and trust the most. I, and yeah, I was thinking I, about like betrayal and how terrible I've been de- betrayed by people. It was yeah, a real yeah, yeah. The world's a dark place, man. So fucking trying spiral. to trying to shed some light on some of the silly parts, but my god, it's hard. Oh my god, Earth is a shit storm. Okay, so twisted, twisted place. Just yeah. real bad. But anyway, yeah. I think you have some good news. So what's yeah, up? Yeah, I've well, I've been just real phys- philosophical lately. Um, um, on a philosophical kick, figuring out what the meaning of life is, what what does death actually mean, uh, what does God mean? Like I'm just just you know just you know the average questions you ask when you're 33. Sure. Um, and it's been it's been a fun little journey. I think I'm finally going to get a television because I've I've can't take it anymore. I oh, need, you know I was wondering if one? you had a television. You 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 no. got rid of the television from yeah, your own house. I gave it to my brother because oh. I was like I just don't want it right now. Like maybe I will want a TV eventually, but I just. Uh, I don't want it I want to I want to be I have so many thoughts in my head that I kind of want to just sort them out first before yeah. I like distract myself with TV so I'm glad I did that and I'm getting a couch soon I haven't had a couch either so like my living room is just like a bench and then a floor which is like I don't know I, I kind of just wanted to feel what it would feel like to have that it, it, it did help I don't know how exactly but it did um, yeah and there was a moment uh, over the oh, over the holiday break where I did have sexual intercourse and I gotta say you had full really? sex yeah yeah, nice. yeah no way yeah it's awesome and <laughs> And I, and I and I I let me tell you something. The streak is over. Twenty twenty two. Well, it was it happened in twenty twenty one? It did. Right? It did. It did. Uh, no, it happened in twenty twenty two. Oh, um, yeah. real recent. Guys. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty Fresh. recent. But like, I it made me go like, oh yeah, I love sex. Yeah, so much. And when a when a dick is inside of me, and I and I and I appreciate the way I personally go about things because I go about them on my own timeline. That's comfortable for me. I need to really get to know somebody before I have sex with them. Very picky. I'm very, uh, sex with a stranger. I w- I wish I was made of that, but I, I'm just not. It's not really um, fun. Yeah, I, I can. Yeah. But now that I've had sex for the first time in a long time, I'm like, oh my god, I just want to keep having sex. When a penis is inside of my body, not. World hunger doesn't exist. <laughs> Anxieties are a thing of the past. Death is fake. Uh, time is not real. Um, everyone's beautiful inside and out. Um, everyone has food on their plate. Everyone has a roof on their head. Like when I when there is a penis in me, it, it's like world peace. It's like I'm experiencing world peace. You're present. Oh my fucking god! And I'm like, and I I felt like I started to lose a part of myself. Yeah. Uh, when you don't have when you when my sexuality is so important to me, and I really like it I really like that facet of being a human being and uh and I but I but I wasn't I think taking that time off was very necessary but now I just want to fuck everyone yeah it's important and I and I but now that I'm 33 and I want to fuck it like I'm kind of like just fucking do it girl like you know be obviously careful but um yeah I just feel like that opened me up pun intended to um (laughs) be 
sexually explorative in the way that I know I am naturally that I just for some reason I guess it was on a shelf for a little bit because I had to just do some inside work which which is good because now that I've done all that work all that introspection and kind of got exhausted uh, from myself which was good I'm glad I got to that point and then I took a step back and then was thinking about the world as a whole and not really me centric because it's so fucking exhausting thinking about yourself all the time Um, so that was a really fun vacation to take and just figuring out like what is God what do I want my life like what does everything mean why are we here why do terrible things happen and kind of finding those answers uh, as much as I could and then having sex after all that was so (laughs) amazing my vagina I oh my god just so wet just just I've been wet since I've been wet ever since the dick left but the 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 feeling has not Um, so I feel like I've been walking around with a dick in me in the in the best way possible was this a new person or someone that you already had had sex with it it was somebody I've already had sex with because I needed I I was like I I, and I kind of had a feeling I'm like I feel like I just need to get back on the horse yeah back on the saddle is the saying yeah it was yeah I don't want to do with somebody I don't know well like I need to kind of know them inside and out first yeah and now that I did that I I was right my hunch was right because now I'm like I want to go to a fucking sex club. I want like I I want to mm-hmm. like not and that per, not with that person, but just like with I now I want to discover other people's bodies. The like beast I, has I kind been of unleashed. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what yeah. happens when you don't have sex for a while. Then you go, oh, I feel like almost like I don't need it, and then you like have sex again. You're like, oh. Wait. <laughs> you're like, oh. but, not, but not even that. I. It's not that I don't need. It's like, oh, now I want it. It's not from coming from a place of need. It's coming from a place of want, which I think is a lot stronger. Sure. And uh and the idea of having sex with a man that maybe I don't know as intimately as the person that I had sex with is oh such a now it's a turn on to me to even think about which before it was not. It was it, it, it I felt scared or I felt anxiety or yeah. like things would seep in that I'm like okay, I guess I shouldn't be, you know, this is not the right decision for me. But so that yeah, it's just like oh, once you pop, you can't fucking stop. So it's only been one sexual interaction. However, it has changed me for the better. And I just, I love, guys, sex is so fun. Sex is so fucking fun because you can you can express yourself and you communicate in ways that you just fucking can't with words. You just can't. I just think, yeah, I'm a hopeless romantic, even about even about kinky fucking. Um, <laughs> but, but, yeah, so I feel great. I've just awesome. been everything. Yeah. The sun the is shining. Is over, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We've been waiting I, for this here on the guys. Cheers I'm, I'm so happy. very happy for you. Christina. Thank you we so were much. All yeah. I'm for you. also happy for me. We were all rooting for yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then I, there was this post that I wanted to share that is the exact opposite of how I feel, but I thought it was really funny. Um, I guess it's like one viral on Instagram. Guys on TikTok, a guy on TikTok asks, ladies, what does sex feel like for you? And I am deceased at the comments. Oh, I uh, saw this. Yeah. And I just wanted to read something because I'm like, none of these people are having good sex. But it's just just a reminder of because I felt this way once in my, you know, before in my life when I was uh, younger about sex. And I'm like, I just want to remind everybody that sex can be the most fucking incredible experience, whether you know the person or you don't know the person, doesn't matter. Like you, you can enjoy it and it shouldn't feel like this. Like when you're about to blow out the candles on the cake, but someone else does. (laughs) It's like craving Chick-fil-A on a Sunday. (laughs) It's like biting into a chocolate chip cookie and realizing it's oatmeal raisin. That one's tragic. That one's tragic. It's like waiting for the beat to drop, but it never happens. (laughs) Been there. When you go to the fridge because you're starving, but you leave empty handed. Feels like I should have been a lesbian. (laughs) It's kind of like when your kids help you clean 
when your kids help you clean and you tell them they did a good job, but you end up doing it yourself. <laughs> uh, it's like, you know, when you, uh, you know how when you do a group project, but in order to finish, you end up doing all the work yourself, kind of like that. <laughs> it's like the zebra stripe gum. You think it's going to be the most amazing taste. Three seconds later, it tastes like Play-Doh. Called uh, fruit stripe gum, the guys, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like your favorite part in the song comes up and Maps interrupts with a, make a U-turn in 600 feet. <laughs> <laughs> So oh I thought that was God. really funny. Um, but yeah, sex, man. It's all the rage. Sex, that's what the kids are doing, but also yeah. the adults. Also the adults and the olds and the youngs. Just, you know, everyone's yeah, doing everyone's it. Everyone's doing it. Just advocate for yourself, but make sure. And, and I got to say, um, my masturbation game going up the way it did was very helpful. And I've been watching porn lately, but like as an observer of like, oh, that's a good move, girl. Like I've been like. A student. Yeah. Yeah, and there, and when yeah. Yeah, porn. yeah, yeah, kind of or like, you know, porn does not have a lot to teach women or men really. Yeah, um, but uh, I think you can look at it from a perspective where you can learn a thing or two. So yeah, that's it. This show is sponsored by Better Help. Getting stuff off your chest is incredible. It's so therapeutic. We all carry around different stressors. Some of them are big. Some of them are small. A lot of them are very big. Uh, but we keep them bottled up and it could start affecting us negatively. And then we act like a jerk to the people we love. And we're like, this is not how I want to be. Therapy has saved my life personally. There are so many benefits of it. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Although if you have experienced major trauma, highly recommend. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designated to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you could switch at any time. Finding a therapist is like dating. They're not all going to work out in the first try. BetterHelp understands that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash guys to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash guys. Guys, the weather's getting warmer. It's time to say goodbye to your jackets and all your sweaters. And you got to refresh your wardrobe. Well, luckily... I found Quince, and now you have too, because you're listening to this. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And if you go to their website, the amount of categories, they have travel, lookbooks, men, women, home, babies, and kids— their stuff is so cute. So I own a couple items from Quince, and one of them is the Italian leather hand-woven crossbody purse in green, emerald, and I get compliments on it all the time. It's a small purse, which I really love because then I don't put as many things in it. Um, guys, Quince is amazing. They have very luxury items for very cheap prices. Get warm weather ready, baby, with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash GWF for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash GWF to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash GWF. Doing great. I don't see open, guys. And you know who else is doing great? Our guest today. She is a, a tennis pleasure. player or a former uh, pro tennis player, stand-up comedian, a podcaster, and a reality star. Please welcome to the show, Hannah Burner.
here with comedian Hannah Burner. So excited to have you. Oh my God, it's an honor. It's a privilege. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. Welcome. We were, t- well, talking about how um, Dunkin' Donuts is the New York Sports Club of coffee mm-hmm. and New York Sports Club is the Dunkin' Donuts of sports clubs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and being a 10 at New York Sports Club is beats being a 2 at Equinox. That is so, true. Uh, We're just like so relatable. I was at New so York Sports Club relatable. in Murray Hill. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one I went. Well, and that, and that, that was, was my original one. That yeah. was my peak. That was the one with hotness. cumps of hair. That was the cumps of hair pool. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got to know. I actually uh, like can't go there anymore because that one time I used to go really late because I'm a comic and like mm-hmm. it closed at 11 p.m. And one time uh, they they wanted everyone to leave so like five to ten minutes before they actually closed they just turned the lights (laughs) off while I was still on the treadmill and I got so fucking angry that I wrote a letter to customer service this is someone was raised by a die fi yeah and then and then when I checked in the next time I guess you know they had they had forwarded my letter Mm. to the concierge and they were like real rude to me about it the fact you think New York Sports Club reads letters (laughs) is adorable you think we could Read? It's not Equinox. So then they, like, there was a target on my back, and I was like, I can't go wow. to this New York Sports Club anymore. No, I was Kim Kardashian at New York Sports Club, mm-hmm. and at Equinox. Now you're Danny DeVito at Equinox. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who is adorable in his own way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It um, is. Oh man. You were saying though before we were getting set up that yeah. a girl pointed out in college that you had a long torso, and that's when you thought about, oh, I guess the length of your torso. That's when you contemplate the length of thing. your torso for the first time. I lived 18 years of my life. Never worrying mm. about the length of my torso, or just yeah, even considering it, because like whatever. Uh, I remember in middle school, a girl. I forgot about this until you said that. But a girl come up, came up to me in gym class, and was like, "Wow, you have really skinny ankles." And I was like, "Okay." And then, I, and then, but from then on, I couldn't stop thinking about my ankles for like a decade. And I'm like, like, "Wow, are they all it all it takes is one cunt to say something yeah. about your Can body. Can they carry the rest of your weight? You're like, are they right. snap one morning? <laughs> I'm like, I never even thought, like, that's, oh, I guess that's good? Like, okay. I don't know. Did you have people commenting on your body? Like, girls commenting I, on To your this body? day. Every day, people comment on my even body. Even in middle school, though. No, not in middle school, because if, like, if I'm actually near you, I think people would think twice about <laughs> you admit the me. shut the fuck up vibe. Yeah. yeah. Like, people cross me all the time on the internet because right. I can't. Strangle yep. them, right? Because yep. they're little pussies. Yep. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, oh yeah. my god, people never really say anything to my face because, like, there's been there's been colleagues of ours that have like called me out online, Ooh. and then I see them in the back of the upright so citizens brigade, and I go, "Where's that same energy?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come out, come out, little one. Come out, little boy. Because I'm ready. I show up ready. I had a fight in the shower already about yeah. everything we're gonna address with myself, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And then I show up and I go, oh. Okay, I guess it's not happening. Yeah, you little pussy ass bitch in person. Because that's the thing. I have, n- like, I am not someone who will only fight online. Will I fight online? Yes, but will I fight you in real life? Not physically. Mm-hmm. I, I'll fight you physically. I won't. Christine <laughs> might fight you physically. I'm not going to fight you yeah. physically. But I, I fantasize about that. I've never physically fought anybody, but boy, what a way to get an anger out. Oh, I think about yeah. it all the time. You've yeah. never fought, because you're an athletic person. Yeah, I, well, I, I realized I used to play tennis, and hitting a tennis ball was actually so therapeutic. Oh, and then one day so, you stop. It's sexual, kind of. Oh, it is. Right? It's a release. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do you kind of like, does your soul come every time you hit the ball? Kind of. Well, you're supposed like to exhale and people joke, it sounds like orgasm yeah. when you're hitting a ball, like, ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, and it's. 
you have to be free on the court. You can't be holding in or care what you look like. Same right. as an orgasm. You just got to own it. Yeah, like mm-hmm. an animal, a anim- uh, barnyard animal. Yes. So I, I've always been a physical person. I think physically, because I'm, I'm pretty muscular, girls never fucked with me. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, everyone fucks with me on the internet. <laughs> it's, and, and how do you, like, it's so funny, because I, for me, it's a test, because my temper gets the best of me, and yeah. I will fucking go in. And I'll say something that's way worse than what they were originally pissed off at me <laughs> And then for. you're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a lesson for me. Uh, Corinne's really good at responding to people and like kind of sh- making them shut the fuck up. Yeah, uh, I don't have the gift of word of wording things yet quite like that. But how do you like what is how do you respond? So this to sucks. It? But I have like people around me that tell me you don't respond, and I have strict strict instructions for my fiance that I'm not allowed to look at comments. So even if a comment Oh, because he's seen what it does to you? Like Yeah. What does it well, do? Well, because I I mean, I've been in the reality TV world, yeah. which seems is, like whew, It is the worst part about it is if I put a stand-up clip up and someone's like this is stupid, I don't feel anything. Right. I'm good. I'm like if someone looked at Corinne's sweater right now, six people might be like, that's the coolest shit I've ever seen. Four people say it sucks. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? Right. Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel about personalities, people, whatever. But when people are judging you based off a representation of you that's not even accurate, Very, then yeah. I'm in therapy. Like, then ah. I'm like, because then you, and then you also can't even explain yourself because they don't so even know the beginning of so it. Exactly. Yeah. And then I saw a weird TikTok that was like, <laughs> this is where I get all my information, but yeah. like, being at peace with yourself is being at peace with being misunderstood. And I was like, I don't oh, even know how to that grasp shit. that. Mm. I don't even know if I want to be there. Yeah, that's like the final layer, man. That's a hard that's one. That's the final boss. So what I've been coping with is not only being okay with hate, but being okay with hate that is actually like like people thinking I'm an abuser when actually I was the one who was abused type Right, thing. right, right. But right. this happens it was all like the time with so narcissists wrong. and dating. Yeah. You know, yeah. like when every day narcissist, he'll tell everyone that you're the one that deserved it. And yeah, yeah. are you going to fight it? Or are you just going to come to peace with like, that's not meant for me. The people who are taking a side, it's not meant for me. I don't know. So that's my current, you yeah. know. But there was, yeah. <laughs> there was a guy that commented on like a picture that I posted recently. It was like, aren't you guys like 40? Yeah. And honest to God, it made me laugh so hard. And I commented back. I was like, dude, that I, I know he's trying to like piss us off or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, that honestly made me laugh. Happy New Year's. But then, he kept, <laughs> Happy New Year's. But then all these people got on him. Like, I can't believe you would say that. Like, and it was sweet. Like their attempts at like defending us were very oh, I kind. I love when someone was very sweet. Me. I, I will never like DM someone or I won't DM people back. I'm a blocker, but I will every now and then I'll I'll accidentally see something that someone's coming for me for and then someone will defend me and then I'll slide into the person's DMs and (laughs) be like, hey, I just want to tell you that you're a really kind person. (laughs) So like I'm like low key fighting the good fight in the back. Well, you egg on the people that are defending (laughs) you. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. And and if you want to call him a cunt next time, that'll be great too. Good job. Yeah, Yeah, that's the problem. I think like a lot of like the guys are like are just like doing very like uh, short, rude comments. And then, and then the, the women, women write back, back like a paragraph, yeah, and I'm like, guys, like, no, they don't it worse. care about this. <laughs> like, if they cared about anything, they wouldn't have written the comment to begin me, with. Tell me if you guys agree with this. If someone writes like a paragraph about how much they hate you, and they like clearly watch all your shit, read all your shit, bring up every like controversial thing, whatever, so they're clearly kind of obsessed with you. That's but your they, they rip you so apart. it's like, do you want to marry me, but or then, do you hate me? I can't yes. tell. But then if someone just writes, this is the most painful word ever. Yikes. 
<laughs> oh, I'm out for three days. <laughs> really? You don't even know what the yikes is about. Right. Yikes right, to right. me just says like Gen <laughs> Gen Z nonsense though. <laughs> yikes is like a uh, yikes is actually yikes and cringe are on my outlawed list of words that if you say that I lose all respect for you. Like if you say that yeah. on my Instagram, it actually doesn't bother me because I know you're an idiot. Are people calling yeah. me a pick me girl? I'm like a yeah, what I'm, girl? A pick me girl? It means What's like, that? Like a like a guy like a, you're trying to impress guys? That is one part of it. Yeah. Like, I'm a guy's girl. Yeah. Or if you're just like I was like, I want to be picked. What? Well, that's the thing. Like people were like, "Oh, <laughs> you love me. attention." I'm like, "I was on yeah, reality TV. Are you fuck?" <laughs> Since I was two years old, I was trying to jump in front of a camera. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, we're I any can't entertainment. It's okay business. to love attention. That's exactly. our job. <laughs> but I do feel like with men, they're not as harsh with wanting attention. <sighs> yeah, I feel like men are not encouraged. I don't know. Men don't get encouraged to be attention seekers the way women are like it's different like yeah. men, I like I always well, ask if men I love, are getting attention it's like they deserve it if we're getting attention it's like we we're want it so bad <laughs> right we're desperate <laughs> we, des- we don't deserve well, it well men don't men don't have a lot of opportunities or don't create a lot of opportunities for themselves uh, to feel sexy <laughs> oh I thought you were going to say they just don't create opportunities for themselves yeah they're just lazy pieces of shit that just stay at home on a recliner oh, so bad. to be sexy yeah like men don't like women we have this opportunity to feel hot and we feel mm. you know when you walk into a room and and you get you feel it. You're like, mm. yeah, this is you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why Harry Styles is so successful because he did create a space to be, be sexy as yes. a man, and Ooh. he is one of the most attractive humans on this planet. Well, it's funny. Mm. Uh, you'll see Do like a guy butt, scrolling Harry. on Instagram, yes, and you'll see like a hot girl. And I actually called Des out on this. I was like, what are you looking at? And we were joking. We follow these bikini models. Yeah, he's like, I came up on my algorithm. I'm like, why do you come on your algorithm? And then he was like, you look at hot guys on TikTok. And I was like, actually, God, I, I don't find that many guys on TikTok hot. Oh, there's this Instagram page yeah. called Page of Men. <laughs> and it's probably for gay guys, but whatever. I'm, I'm honing in on your space because, wow. <laughs> page of I Men. Get, I I'm getting wet thinking up. about it. It I, is the most attractive. Like, but and it's these angles of the, oh, the men with the babies. But when men are trying too hard to look hot I find it like their personality probably sucks oh for sure it's gross yeah, yeah but this pay, and that's why I think this, gay guys are better at being sexy than straight oh, guys oh for sure uh, because they don't it doesn't feel like they're trying like they maybe it's really being lusted after by men if that's who you fuck yeah. maybe that does something to you I don't know but uh, oh boy I love a hot guy oh, are you guys well, familiar um, with queer baiting I've heard, I've heard it, but I, I, I actually don't remember what that means. I was like in a random wormhole one night, and I was someone was like accusing someone of queer baiting. I'm like, oh shit, I need to know what queer baiting term? is. But I guess it's like a straight person oh, okay. trying oh. to look hot to the queer community. Like yeah. they were accusing like Noah Beck or whatever. But also he doesn't know his sexuality. He's 20, and like oh, who yeah. knows what's going on. Right, right, right. Um, but it's interesting how it's like, oh, you only have to look hot for certain people. Oh, right, right. I do like, I've gone into many lesbian bars, well, a couple of times. I just mm-hmm. remember it very well because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is really nice being, uh, when women are attracted to you, like it feels different. It's a different kind of energy, but like I like it. Interesting, yeah. Maybe I mean, lesbian TikTok is fire. It's like oh, all really? these like confident, hot, successful women who are <gasps> really? just like, don't do anything for the male gaze and I like find myself on it a lot. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I have to go. That's nice. Get you like, back on check TikTok. it out. Well, I always am curious. Like, if women aren't talking about, I'm not saying lesbians don't wear makeup, but I am about to say that. Uh, so it's like if you're not talking about makeup, or you're not talking about men, and you're not talking about like fat, like what are you talking about? You're talking about things that are actually going to get you ahead in the world. And like makeup can get you ahead, obviously, like well, Rihanna. But yeah, it, it's <laughs> like how many makeup companies can we have? And is that the only thing that we can bring? Because I do have this like, there's a problem inside me that I feel like it's like, okay, well you. You became a 
millionaire, but it's kind of like at the cost still of womanhood as a whole because we're just selling them something to fix themselves yet again. Right. And I don't even feel that way. You kind of nailed it. I do. I feel that way. And then we all got sad. And then we all got sad. I think we all, like women, straight women internalize the male gaze often, or I find myself doing that often. Like I'll see a hot woman walking by and I'm like, "Mm, God damn, what the fuck? Like I am like commenting Mm -hmm. to her or about her as if I'm a dude. But then I'm like, if I was (laughs) just disrespecting, if, if I was dating, if I was dating a woman or I wanted to date a woman, I'm like, oh my God, so much weight would be lifted off my shoulders because I wouldn't have to give a fuck about what men think of me, which makes me realize, oops, I still give a fuck about what men think of me. Well, think about quarantine. We all kind of gave up on putting makeup on. So I'm like, are we doing it for ourselves? I know. I don't know. I like makeup. (laughs) I also, I like makeup too, but Mm -hmm. I, I joke like, I felt like when we stopped wearing makeup a lot during quarantine, there was a second where we started getting used to our bare faces yeah. and you're like look at that little sexy mole rat like, yeah and then you I walk like outside you. and someone's like are you sick <laughs> no <laughs> are you tired have you not slept in four days <laughs> you have the flu <laughs> well, we're all sick right now guys yeah, <laughs> yeah, <we are>. <laughs> <laughs> mentally emotionally the one thing I, I stopped wearing a bra during quarantine and I didn't start again yeah. and like for me like being sm- a small breasted woman uh, like it makes you like it fills out your clothes more so it, like it makes me look better it makes me look thinner when I wear a bra but it's just it's not worth it I just go I'm unhappy when I'm wearing but a you bra could also could I'm pull uncomfortable off. Some hot outfits oh, yeah. when you don't have. It's not. It's like not an it. issue anymore. But like, I just go. I'm just not doing this anymore. Like this sucks, and I don't care. Torso prison. I'd rather. Yeah, I'd <laughs> rather. I'd rather look fatter. It's not worth it. Right. Right. It right. Sucks. I think you look bigger when your boobs are bigger. It, that's yeah. for skinny people. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's for skinny. That's, that's it. A, depends on yes. the ratios. If you have huge cans, yes, you do look fatter. Yeah. Uh, but if you're like a mid, like whatever. I I don't know. It's like hard. a C cup. It's, it's 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 hard. It's to, everyone's own insecurity. There was a woman on a on I'm Real like, World named Amaya, and that was the first time I saw Amaya. someone who can be very thin, but if you have huge, huge breasts, it makes look. you look fat. <laughs> And this is a very specific reference. So if you guys remember the real world featuring Amaya, she was a blonde. I girl. always warn my friends who want to have boobs. I'm like, but if you gain weight. Then you just have a lot of shit going on. <laughs> right, like, right. I know you're 24 right now and you're right. feeling yourself. <laughs> right. But after kids, do you want that extra, like, two balloons? Um, my boobs, I think, are a 36 B or C. Nice. They're, they're actually at its peak right now. Because they can fluctuate. They're big right, now. Yeah. They're big right yeah. now. I don't, Sometimes I haven't I get bought like, a bra in a while. Oh, wow. Oh, that's yeah. nice. Yeah, it hurts when I don't wear one. It's, I do think that, with the makeup game, though, mm-hmm. I do find so much is, of it is just based on like f- fear of women being scared of like not looking a type of way, and then even like the skincare industry of wellness. I'm oh like, my god! And then do you ask a guy, really fucking work? None of that shit. Yeah, and then some you're of like, them do. But yeah, I, but or like it, it just depends yeah. on the person. Nutritious diet and drink a lot but of a water lot is of the do sh- more. And also, a lot of it is just genetics. Like yeah. you're gonna get the hand you were dealt. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. So I've been kind of anti all that stuff, and I'm 30 now. Mm-hmm. And welcome. Thank you. Did that feel like? Did you have any kind of a crisis when you turned 30? No, I feel like I I never. It's wanted to be a girl in her 20s yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i always in. wanted to be in my 30s i'm like that's gonna be my decade yeah, man. or 40s or yeah. 50s i was never like good at the party scene i was never good at outfits and shit i don't know i you just want to be like that wise older woman like yeah. I, I don't i don't really like partying that much yeah and i i love being the fun one but i don't like disappointing people when i like don't do as many drugs or like right 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 <laughs> i don't 
yeah, I just wasn't good at like the the pressure of like trying to date guys and and I wasn't good at social climbing. So how does someone who is interested in dating guys genuine. is genuine? Thank you. But how do you so how with all those qualities do you end up on a reality TV show then? That is why I got off the reality because <laughs> it was too much for you because I mean you're, you're, you're like I was on a reality TV show for like two months and yeah. never even aired I just filmed it but I like I can't and that was a miserable experience yeah. so I can't imagine actually being on for many seasons having it go out into the ether how well, do you deal with well, that well my process was my my first season I didn't know what was going on and I luckily had a really good friend there Okay. Named Paige, who and she's she your friend, she was a friend in real life. She was a friend in real life mm. who I kind of knew. Yeah. But the second we got in there, it was like I had an alliance. You have to have an alliance, right? And she Which was is like, wow, yeah, you we do. We were just like, I remember the first day I turned to her and I was like, I'm scared, and she's yeah. like, I'm scared too, and I'm like, okay, well at least we can joke <laughs> about it together. Yeah. yeah. And we, I had that journey with her, and then second season. And I kind of laid... Producers are manipulative on these shows, right? Well, because they... I loved my producers. Oh, that's they, good. I, like, got along with them better than most of the cast, to be honest. Oh, that's nice. And your, my first season, I was kind of, like, B-storyline, but when it came out, people, like, liked me. Okay. And I was not expecting that. I was fully expecting just hate. And, but people, like, liked me. But again, they, again, Do they, they don't know who that is. Right. Like the person they like. They this liked, projected version. Exactly. Yeah. And they say, like, you, people who love you or hate you, they both don't know you. So you can't take either to heart. Mm-hmm. My second season, unfortunately, I got on kind of like a, a good story with this like hot male model, and everyone like got really into us. And with oh, that. Did you guys hook up? We like, he went down on me on TV. It was very feminist. Oh, I didn't go, I didn't go down and on you didn't him suck back. His dick? No, Yay! I know. No, I didn't not suck his dick. But, but, my pussy on TV. But the complicated part dick. is we like, we never, he wouldn't have sex. But it was like a very weird Because God would hate him. Now, was this like, were there camera people in the room? Yeah, this no, was his or just on oh. your vagina yeah. when there was a camera? But we, we were told we could put a t shirt over. The was camera. there people in oh so, oh so this was hidden there was cameras no people oh, yeah oh. So, but my thing is so that well, season i suddenly became hmm. someone told me like you never want to be the star of a reality show hmm. that means like, like shit is crazy unless you're on like and i, I got in this <laughs> that's a great reality i got show. in a situation where i was like getting all this attention because this it was just like a, a crazy connection it just the universe well, the internet does this thing though where they're like they they're like obsessed they can be obsessed with somebody go oh my god you're the best you're like so hyperbolic of like you're perfect it's you're literally the most perfect white. i'm literally dead because you're so perfect it's you're like black and shut white. the fuck up use words that you mean <laughs> and also i went on a reality show not to be like look i'm cool i'm on tv i'm like I want to show that girls could be so much more complex. They could be hot, but also have bad anxiety, but also make mistakes, but also have depression, but also be sporty. That Did was you- very lovely of you. <laughs> I, love, I no. love that you were like, where is the home for that? I think it's Bravo. See, this is what, I think it's Bravo. Yeah, Bravo really right wants now, to show the real side of women. It's not. Bravo wants to see all the flaws and That's all very the sweet personal you, insecurities. It was not. Honestly, I would have probably done it the same attitude. I'm like, also, you guys, like, just because we're girls doesn't mean we don't I, have problems. My first season, I got told that I was not feminine enough. Like, basically, a girl called me a man. And it was a That's girl hilarious. who has like on the show. Yes, and she's beautiful, but she has like you know f- her she fake a lot of plastic fun. surgery, fake yeah. boobs, fake she hair. That's what pissed. And she told she's me she's pissed. Was, she wasn't getting uh, yeah. back on her return. <laughs> So well, that's she's what, like, yeah, that's what stands out about you. That was actually a, a question that I was ha- had is that you like you you live a you you live like a plastic surgery lifestyle without any of that shit. I'm gonna be honest, which is interesting. I didn't, it was I was 26 and single, 
and I was doing video producing. I was working for Betches and I loved comedy and I was like writing a shit ton and I had my podcast, but then this just kind of fell on my lap and I'm like, fuck it. Yeah. And mm. I'm a very, I like to challenge myself and I, I'm not afraid of making certain mistakes. And I remember my mom being like, this could be really fucking bad. Yeah. But like, Good with that let's, attitude. let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And my second season, people are going nuts. And this was during quarantine. So I'm getting all this attention. Oh, right. All this shit's going on. And then wow. my third season, I had such a target on my back that I didn't know about. Mm. But basically the whole cast was like, we're going to just tear her apart. And right. I they thought decided, I was, decided to gang up on you. Yeah, I thought I was like defending myself and I thought it was clear that like people had it out for me and they didn't show it that way and it just was like everyone hates Hannah now mm -hmm. and I got dragged in and, every yeah. sense of the word. People from love a punching bag. People going through my podcast to try to cancel me, like all kinds of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when I was like... You're getting ransacked you, digitally. These people don't like you. They mm -hmm. never did. Mm -hmm. And you don't like them. Mm -hmm. Right. And That's the important part. You don't like them. So fuck I it. didn't accept. But also, like, financially it was fun. People on your reality TV, they, unlike actors or singers, similar to podcasters. They don't have talent. Well, <laughs> they don't have talent. But people feel like they fucking know you. Mm -hmm. they, so they yeah, treat yeah, yeah. you like you're their best friend. And it was, it was, the fame was a great high for me. Yeah, yeah. And then to, to leave, and I also got a talk show out of it, but that then I kind of lost because it was connected to the show. So I kind of lost everything in right. like two months because of the, the great humbling. Up. Yeah, it that was some people a, go through. I love how you said that word because it truly was an ego death for me. Yeah, yeah. Had to Which Google that. is, you know, a spiritual birth, really. It really was. And then I realized Christmas time. After all this shit happened, the previous Christmas I was still on the shows or whatever. I was like, but I feel more myself now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because let's be honest, as comics, I'm not at the cool table. Yeah. I don't want to be at the cool table. Yeah. I want to be myself because I really can't fit in with the cool table because I say stupid shit. But in adulthood, the comics table is cooler than the cool kids table. Yeah, yeah. Like everyone, the only thing, <laughs> the only thing like cooler than a comic is a rock star. But when you actually like, but only on stage. Like when you actually meet a rock star, they're always pretty lame, <laughs> and yeah. they have some kind of like a weird like like bag that they have to put their legs in after the show. <laughs> You know, like you walk into the green room what? and they're icing. Somebody, Somebody massage my cat. They're icing in a bucket, and you're like, "This you're isn't like, rock and not roll." Masculine. Where's the needles? Inject yourself. Live a little. They just have acupuncture. Uh, you're like, "That's not the needles yeah, that I wanted." That's not the needles that we signed up for. You know, it's like but, lame. But yeah, so I've I feel like I've had <laughs> to face cuffed, myself. Cuffing. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, you don't want to walk in and see Alex Cooper getting cupped. Uh, some people might though. Tongue massage, yeah. but not like a sexy one. Yeah, it's dumb. Or you like you just see boxes of water and you go, "This sucks. Mm -hmm. I hate this." Mm -hmm. Getting dragged on the internet and people like really hating you. Basically, people filtering all their hatred that they have towards themselves, towards society, towards somebody in their life, towards you. So it's like, oh, we get a punching bag where I don't have to think about my stuff. You really have to face yourself and you have to go, am I this? And then you have to answer that question. And then that's it's it's a coming to Jesus moment that honestly is very valuable, especially I feel like we're very similar personalities of like, you know, it's like, what's up? Like, we're just like, look, I'm just like a kid in a woman's body. Like, ah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. But when you're faced with that, you're like, oh, I got to put my woman pants on and, and figure this out for myself. Exactly. And, and you're never the same, but there, in a good way. Yeah, I'm not the same. And there was a group mentality where like someone would write something like she's the worst. And then like 
800 people would like it yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that hits you like a different way yeah. right but it was just the trend of the time like two months later people are like we love hannah but in that moment <laughs> that's the thing it always like you forget it always gets forgotten whatever it's forgotten, it is but in that moment People watch Bravo to decide if people are good or bad, and the first two seasons. <laughs> Which I mean, that's. I a, mean, if you watch Bravo, like that, yeah. Every, but also the first two seasons, like you guys loved me, and then six months happen. We're stuck in a house where there's like so many things going on and so many things not shown, and suddenly. I go from being the greatest to actually being the worst human who's ever walked this planet. Right. Like they were comparing me to, I mean. Like Hitler? Yes. <laughs> actually, <what laughs> Hannah's like Stalin. Ugh. <laughs> Do you know, um, oh my God, what's her name? Um, Allie from, Allie's a comedian. What's Allie's last name? Breen? Colbert. Colbert, yep. Oh yeah. So Allie comes up to me and she just goes, are you the Hitler of Bravo? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it was comics actually that helped me get out of that headspace. Yeah. Because I would like be doing a spot and I'd look at my phone and like bad shit was happening and someone would be like, what the fuck is going on? Like, right. who cares? The, yeah. And you yeah. realize everything. It's weird when it's like hundreds of thousands of people, but also it they're right. It doesn't matter. Like, they're all... People sad sacks of shit who 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 look up to people on Bravo. People love a woman's come up, and they love my come up, and they love like I had yeah. this like come down, too. and then oh. they love the come down where like I was actually just trying to like call out a dude who was like disrespecting me and trying to make me look bad on camera, ah. and then another guy who's just like an abusive asshole, mm. and instead they just made it like Hannah's crazy, and I'm like, this is misogyny one oh one. Yeah, this editing is like 25 years ago, but yeah. I just had to sit in that because you can't fight with them. You right. can't. The, and I would go on podcasts trying to defend myself, and then they use that against me. Like you're the on second podcasts, you defend, talking about people. Yeah. But that's I'm one thing I learned. Fighter. Like I right, want to know. fight I know. for my character, and I'm like, if I say, if I would, you sit, know, you have you have a good idea of the heart. The the heart is pure. The heart, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, I have, get you. I, I get hate you. being like cheated or or feeling like someone fucked me. So I would be up at night, like, what's the thing I could say that would make anyone, everyone, see the the light, like see the truth? And then I realized, like, but you really, just have to lose the it's battle. What's wrong in them mm-hmm. has nothing to do with you. So n- you cannot orchestrate anything that will get the results you want because it all is inside of these other people. Yeah, and you can most lose of the, the world's battle, trash, but win the war. You yeah, know? the brain is truly ego a lot so when I'd be like trying, that was all my ego trying to be like yeah, how do we solve this when totally. realistically I just had to feel sad yeah. I just had to be like this sucks right now and I'm and I just have to feel it all and then move forward um, but honestly reality TV I was I like entertaining so I think I did well on it but I was a little too sensitive I think to be on it even just like personal things like someone would do something to me and I'd be like well I can never trust you ever again where they're better at like rolling stuff off their shoulders because they're gonna fuck the next person <laughs> right. well, it's so funny to me on reality shows when people seem to actually create genuine friendships because I was like I would not trust anyone on set I left at the show, any point I left the show with two really good friendships but mm-hmm. that's nice but one of them was really it got really fucking tested because we were great friends then and it's like we want to we want to see them mm. broken apart like i i threw a party once that's and she so wasn't sick. there and page six was like are they not friends page anymore six? <laughs> it was crazy but that was just in oh that my, moment right when, the starting shit well, people will do that try on to do reddit that with, with on reddit oh, with us and i go Stop. How, how sad is your life? Oh, I'm, right. not, I'm not allowed to go on Reddit. I'm me either. I've made that rule Don't for myself. Don't go on Reddit. No, yeah. no, no, no. Reddit's Reddit's horrible. You shouldn't go on Reddit. But yeah, I've learned a lot from this kind of like that I got torn apart in a way of what I thought I was on reality TV to be just stuck with like the raw who you are. Yeah. And then comedy has been a real. It saved my life to like just be out there and having people just listen to me 
unedited, just trying to make people smile. Mm-hmm. How did Aww. you get into How did you get into stand up, baby? <laughs> I got into stand up while I was writing a ton of jokes and writing um, small videos, and then I was writing tweets and memes all for this company, Betches, mm-hmm. and it, I called it Betches Boot Camp because I was writing so many tweets, which are like, it's like a almost joke kind of yeah. practice yeah, yeah tweets are great. it's a boot camp yeah, yeah it's a tweet yeah so it's a form of joke writing and then i started burning in hell and mm-hmm. caroline's on broadway was like we'd love for you to do a live burning in hell and my friend was like you should do 10 minutes of stand-up and i was like oh yeah, god you've been basically writing it. but i looked i basically took all my tweets and it was a shit ton and my tweets had already been doing well and i was like okay these this is about eating these are about dating fuck boys this is about intimacy issues and then i some of them were like the buttons of jokes some were just you know concepts that i made larger and i did those 10 minutes and everyone was like the 10 minutes was my favorite oh that's great that's great and i've dealt with performance anxiety in the past with sports and stuff so oh my god yeah sports psychology is fascinating i've dealt with i've fucked my head up so many times so i remember right before i went on I'm, i'm like i'm gonna find out right now if i have that like performance anxiety with performing on stage yeah and I went on stage and immediately I felt like I was just getting coffee with like a friend. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, it's a I nice think, wave. I think this is your chest telling you like, OK, this is the direction you want to go. And since then, it's been a gr- just like a great I just want to be creative and write and perform. And I think reality TV wasn't the best for me. It was a little off track, but I'm fortunate because I met a lot of great people and I learned that like things I don't like to do <laughs> sure <laughs> which is very important I think yeah well it's hard. there's not a lot of other things you can do when you're doing comedy only because like and we learned it on guys we fucked but like we wanted to do a lot of things that you're talking about when you went to Bravo like mm-hmm. be feminist and help people and, and things like that and talk about serious issues but what we found unfortunately is when you make really crazy jokes which we are not going to stop doing mm-hmm. and then you also try to help people like can't like you're either my role model or you're funny i got accused i like made fun of um i I made a joke on like andrew collins podcast about like this guy who called me um he would always like threaten me with like different things going on with himself and people and i kind of made fun of it and people were like basically try to cancel me from it and i'm like i have a a mental health comedy podcast that i do every single Mm -hmm. week (laughs) of the last three years to try to help people and but you're able to take like a little bit and be like this person's a monster because in the context of what was going on with reality tv everyone believed it everyone's like well she's a monster on tv she's a monster and they they also wanted to believe it so that fueled it as well i'm sure exactly and so i learned how sometimes reality tv fans are not conducive with like comedy fans yeah right a lot of people are not conducive with comedy (laughs) yeah (laughs) so i kind of had to choose my people and i was like you know what you have to just it's it's like when you're performing and there's a bunch of people laughing at you and then people who are like on their phones yeah you could battle the people on their phones all day or you can just talk to people who are enjoying it yeah Yeah. and if at first I felt like I failed like I want everyone I mean it's so classic I just want everyone to love me and I'm such a fucking people pleaser (laughs) so the universe was like so we're gonna make everyone hate you (laughs) (laughs) did that stem from did that stem from childhood 100% usually always does (laughs) 100% it stems from when I was younger, I actually was never really applauded for like being pretty or girly, which I think is great and it's helped me with my self-esteem now. But it was all about like, are you getting A's? Are you winning your tennis tournaments? So like mm-hmm. that's how my childhood was. The yeah. more I accomplished, the more I was 
I felt like I was loved. Mm-hmm. So like to this day, it's like I just want to be great for everyone, and ev- and my performance is what I think equates to my value. Mm-hmm. And I just have to learn that like I can just be all sides of me, yeah, and people will accept it. Mm-hmm. So for me, I was like, I was trying my best on that third season. I, I gave it my all and I was doing everything the producers wanted me to do. It doesn't do. make sense. You don't all love me. I don't get it. Well, I did yeah. all the steps. But I followed like, the instructions. I mean, yeah. people don't do that. People not get that reality TV show stars are also like you're playing characters, even though you're I mean, you're playing a some kind of heightened version of they yourself. Don't, if they admit that, then it's like not as enjoyable for yeah. them. No, I know. But Suspension it's like, I mean, when you stop watching the show and then you go online, you I mean, but also as you responding to it, like like I. I know it's you behind the Instagram, but there also has to be, and I'm sure it's hard to constantly remind yourself, but like they have, you have to be like, well, they're thinking of like the character. Cause even with me, it's like, you know, this podcast is us, but like we're playing heightened versions to a sense. Like I'm yeah. leaning into in, certain aspects. I'm leaning into some things of myself. It's like the stories yeah. I'm telling are true and stuff. But like if I was just like this very even keeled like Libra, it would be a lot more boring <laughs> well, of a show. The way I'm very bad with confrontation. Like if someone yeah. were to confront me, I probably would like, like have an awkward giggle and walk away mm-hmm. that's how I'm gonna deal with confrontation and I'll talk shit like to my friends about it like I can't believe this happened right but in reality TV someone comes up to you you have to take your earrings it. off and punch them yeah <laughs> and or you have to talk to people about sensitive things you even don't care about but it's for the storyline right 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 so Honestly, it helped me mature a lot in mm. that I've dealt with the most awkward social interactions ever yeah um the hardest part is as a creative and as someone who loves video production and stuff, I have to watch myself in kind of their narrative. And now I can be more control of my narrative. Yeah. And I difference. do feel strong as in like, I'm not scared of anything on the internet anymore. I'm like, what are you guys going to do? And that's a good feeling. Right. I feel the same way. Yeah. I'm like, you can't hurt me if you try, motherfucker. Exactly. Go at it. Exactly. And sometimes you just have to click on their profile. <laughs> yeah, because someone <laughs> recently sent me like a long narrative of like why I'm the worst. And then I clicked on it. And I was like, if you came up to me to my face and was like, you're not funny. I'd be like, I hope you don't think I'm funny. Yeah. Because yeah. you're not my well, demo. You're not the kind of person that would understand understand me sure yeah the masks i don't so um bringing it back to just our our home topic of sex uh you're engaged (laughs) yes how did you meet your your fiance through comedy? He's a stand up comedian. Yes. How did that? What? What's I that? I love this because we haven't really talked about this. Like we haven't had a girl talk sit down about it. Um, <laughs> I like know the story, but I'm like, who do I know it from? Do I know it from? I don't know. Dez? The well, it's funny because Des and I know the same people, but we didn't actually know each other. And I saw Des perform at the Comedy Cellar like six years ago. Just me sitting there watching and thinking, like, I love his voice. He's hot. Voices, he has, yeah, yeah. He has good swag. <laughs> and then he just talked about living in Ireland all the time. So I'm like, oh, I guess I'll never date that guy. And that was that. <laughs> Loves okay. Ireland so that damn was much. That. Fast forward, I think I was like on Nikki Glazer's Insta story or something, and he followed me. And I was like, oh, he probably wants me on his podcast. Never asked me. Rude. <laughs> and I followed him back. I'm like, oh, that's a hot Irish guy. And I remember there were nights I was single being like, looking through my phone like who the fuck has potential here yeah like, yeah, who, yeah. I, I am who excites some, me who in my rolodex and like i i was like <laughs> i know nothing and then quarantine he came back from ireland he was in west hampton where he his family is and i was in shelter island for months like march <laughs> april island, may nice. june july july i went out to lunch because we were never out but i i went out to lunch i was being naughty i took a photo tagged to shelter island I had been FaceTiming like some football guy. Who, football guy? He was like retired. 
injured oh. former football player so his head's fucked up yes Damn. and he was like partying every night like fucking girls every night but we had this weird relationship where he'd facetime me and be like yeah i've never had sex before and i'd be like yeah. like we just like, <laughs> wait like, role playing like kind of but just That's joking so like weird. like he would just like like some girl would definitely like have just left and he'd be like hey i miss you and i'm like who how many people did you fuck tonight and he's like i don't have sex and we'd like have that weird like right they i like showed him like one of my tits once just nice. we did, we did this for like four months. Gotta work nice. hard to see the other one. Yeah, I know. Make them work. Taking it slow. So Des DMs me and just goes, hey, are you out in, we've never spoken before. Are you out in Long Island? And I was like, yes. And he's like, do you want to get coffee? And I was like, yes, yes, I do. And I just do. go, here are my digits. And it was like the most formal, like almost email, like, yeah, thank you, yeah. kind regards, Hannah. And, <laughs> and that was that. That's the key. I, I gotta say, I love the move of like, do you wanna do something right now? Don't give people time to think about it. My boyfriend did that too. He was like, do you wanna get drinks tonight? And I was like, had he said like later in the week, I would have canceled. Wow. It was so hot. Yeah. When a guy a is move. just like, I wanna see you yeah. now, yeah. you're in or out, I don't have time. Yeah. And then I remember being actually nervous for this date. I also hadn't had sex in about six months. I was with my parents and four cats. And I remember Ooh. I got in a fight with my dad. <laughs> my dad like suddenly had a tea time, the time I had to be there, and was <laughs> rushing me. And yeah. I like did, my hair's half curled, and I'm like, Dad, this is my one time to find fucking love, and it's your fucking tea time. And I was so annoyed. We get in the car, and I'm pissed. And like, you want to be in a good mood for your first date, right? But I'm just, I can't stop being pissed off. I, I was there 30 minutes early. It was 90 degrees. I 30 minutes early? I chose pants. My dad dropped me off. It was a whole oh, thing. Oh, that's cute. I was sweating like my whole area <laughs> of pussy my was vagina. Sweating. Just pussy sweating. Like, Don't worry, I'm not wet. It's just sweat. It was sweat. so hot. Yeah, just sweat. <laughs> and then Des picks me up. And I remember, for some reason, I felt comfortable to just be like, my dad's pissing me off. And he <laughs> jokes. He's like, daddy issues, check. <laughs> but I, I was just, I was like, he, I told him the story. And he just looks at me and he goes, at least your parents are alive. Wow. And in that moment, I, win. I fell in love. Like, in that moment, because that kind of ruined it. They both passed away, unfortunately. Oh, okay, that's funny then that he said that. It's very funny. Yeah. Because it would have been just weird if they, if they yeah, were alive. If they weren't, it wouldn't have been funny. If they were alive, it would have been the that lame joke. Been... But because they're dead, that's hilarious. That's funny. It's the accuracy funny. made it hilarious. Yeah. But it was also like, it could have been a bad joke. Like, he could have lost me there. Right. Sure. Right, right. But then we spent like four hours just chit-chatting. Chatting, and then I went off to a reality TV show <laughs> like two weeks later. Oh. And he, I remember him being very like, hey, I like you. Sec oh, yeah. Sec so second date. <laughs> I go to play golf with him. So white. Um, I go to play as country club. And then afterwards, apparently he had a house in West Hampton. So I was like, OK, I want to see the house. And I was like, can you take me back? And you could tell he didn't expect me to like second date, be like, take me to your place. But like, yeah. I just want... Quarantine, Good to know you, man. Quarantine yeah. time is different. Wait, yeah, I'm like, yeah. I could die tomorrow. I need yeah. to see what kind of house this is. Yeah. So we got there. It was on the water. I was like, check, check, check. And I was so scared of getting COVID first date. And second date, we just start like, making out. Just suck your dick and lick your asshole. Literally, yeah, jumped in the water. I'm in like a, a wet bikini. Go back to his place. You know how like ideally you want to like you know take off your shirt and then like <laughs> maybe take off. You your have bra. the order in your head. Yeah, yeah. And you act like you might not take off your underwear. Yeah, but, right. And he has to kind of take it off. No, I just ripped off my <laughs> bikini. I'm just standing there butt ass naked in like three seconds. Could not have been easier to get me naked. <laughs> and then we have sex and it was very nice. 
And then I kind it of. Was it was very nice. It was very nice. It was five, uh, five stars. Nice. Okay, good. Well, you, you, you put a ring on it, so obviously, yeah. Like, are we talking? Was it intimate? Was it rough? Like, what are we? Because usually the first time, five. the first Ooh, time with somebody this. is usually the worst, only because like you, you don't know each other's bodies yet. So if the first time is good, you're like, well, 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 sir, I think we can work with this. I'm gonna be honest. Cause he's the oldest guy I've ever been with. Mm-hmm. How old is he? He's forty-five. So fifteen years. <laughs> <laughs> About he, he's like silver fox vibes. Yeah, yeah but I've very never. Handsome. I thought I might get like uncle vibes from him. Like I didn't know oh, uncle vibes never. Good. I didn't know if I was gonna be into it, but I was so into it, and there was like a, a. <laughs> He sent me the hot. He's gonna kill me. He sent me the hottest sext I've ever gotten <gasps> once. Ooh, what is it? He literally just said, "I want to fuck you with my soul," and I <laughs> I make fun of him now about it. Uh, we'll finish fucking. I'll be like, "Was that your soul or who was that?" <laughs> but like when he texts me that, like I've, no guy's ever said anything like that to me. Now I know he's bullshit. He was like, "I just said that to you," but at the time uh. I was like, "But I mean, at the time we were, we missed you're each like, other." Ugh. Well, yeah, when you're craving each other and he whips so out something funny. like that, you're like, oh, "Okay." But he does. He has a nice curvature. People don't talk about the curve. Oh, curves so important. Curves are really important. Yeah. And it was. I think sex is so bad most of the time. Like people don't talk. <gasps> really? Yeah. People just don't talk about how many like lame sexual experiences you have. Yeah. That's well. That's why I don't have a lot of sexual experiences because I'm like lame sex will piss me off and make me so upset that I I won't <gasps> even I won't even attempt it. Yeah. I've got to know that it's gonna be good. Yeah. And society makes it like everything is so mind blowing. Like if you're not breaking a bookshelf. <laughs> right. 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 Orgasm. Yeah. So the fact that I had a really comfortable, nice first experience with him we like immediate click but of course I gave him the like I don't normally do that and he was like shut the fuck up oh that's yeah. good that he called you out because I you don't know how many guy friends have told me Christina they said that was they've never come before me and I'm like that's a lie <laughs> what man say believes that to make that? you feel special <laughs> every man who wants it to be true oh my and that's God. every straight man <laughs> I have you so many guy friends that have been like yeah and then I just gave her her first orgasm I'm like no you didn't no you didn't no you didn't that's like that's a line. She gave her her first orgasm. Yeah. Across the on board. On the couch that's the when new she losing was losing your 12. virginity, being like, that was my first, like, real, real, real no orgasm. Those made me come like that. Lies. <laughs> uh. I mean, look, wow. we want it to be true, too, but it's not. Wow. Anyway, sorry. He basically was like, look, I don't give a fuck. I don't have time for that shit. <laughs> like, we could play games, like, whatever. I'm not into that stuff. And that was... And it never, it didn't feel different after we fucked. That's why sometimes I hear people doing the like, wait, this amount of time. And I'm like, we fuck second date. Yeah, I couldn't have yeah. been more like, do it like the about it too. <laughs> well, also too, look, if you're not sexually compatible, move on. Exactly. Like you gotta know, like what a waste to fall for somebody. Yeah. And then the sex is bad. Emotionally, I already was like, house. check, like this guy is so interesting, so yeah. smart. I respect him. So I just was like, okay, let's now fuck let's and fuck. get this over with to make sure it's good. Yeah. I don't care to just have like words games with you for the next right like right i don't care yeah get on it so we very quickly i kind of was like very into this guy went to do reality tv called him every night crying hysterically oh Oh, wow imagine your normal life versus like a reality tv show like 
talk about drama. I was just like, and then she told me to fucking, and then he and yelled then, at me, and he's just like sober, sitting in his bed. And I'm yeah, like, I was gonna I say, venting about that to him has got to be a comedy act in itself. Yeah, that's a lot. That seems like a lot for Des to handle. Yeah, uh, knowing him now, I'm like, this is his nightmare because he's also sober. But I realized, uh, yeah, with the a right sober he Irishman, fell off the wagon because Woo! of summer house. <laughs> yeah, he picked the bottle back was. up. <laughs> It's true. But I realize <laughs> you can be any type of per like be your worst self and with the right person it's yeah. gonna work. Yeah. I'm telling you, like our You're right. I think our first year together was so fucking hard. And it was the hardest stuff I've ever gone through in my life. Yeah, and sometimes, but it like, shows you, like, can we do this? Like, can we survive, like, these difficult situations? How do we fight? How do we communicate? And, like, it gets on display. So in the same way that you fucked really quickly to mm-hmm. make sure that that was good, you also got into the drama shit to make sure he could handle that, and now you engaged. Makes all the sense I'm in the I'm working world. on a bit, like, first date should be at the DMV <laughs> and just, like, wait, and then after two hours, once you get to the front like forget your passport and see what he does yeah like, yeah just see because yeah. you know every dude you're like i think you, you could can be an angry him. one but you can't tell like he kind of talks to the waitress a little weird and you're like hmm. six yeah. months later he's fucking snapping over everything uh, so it's like i want to know terrible. that guy yeah like show me that early because there's too much of this fake shit mm-hmm. but so does i um, i got up i cried to my mom and i was like he knows this person that's like has so much drama and like the internet's mad at her and like that's not me and she's like but it, it is you now like this it's is something you're going through it's yeah something you're going through and yeah. that's why when people think getting a relationship fixes everything I'm like oh, no, no this is just no. someone with you on your imperfect road yeah. yeah yeah a lot of people a lot of people date to fill a void it's like here you take my unhappiness and deal with it and it's like no 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 that's not ever gonna work I'm very right now about decentering men from your life and I Oh, what do you mean by that? It's easy for me to say because I'm like, I have a ring, but it's about. I like that concept. It sounds like something it I've sounds smart right yeah. I think it's from TikTok what do you but, mean by I mean, it I know what you mean. it's kind of what we were talking about before with like lesbian TikTok it's just like what what, what as a woman in the world what is the center of your life if it, if it is not finding a man being a wife because no matter how the strongest people I know still talk so much about men and even like I had a real battle with myself being the co-host of this podcast but I because I go men are not the center of my world there have been periods when like a broken heart has been mm-hmm. um and I go that's certainly not the message that I want to be sending out into the world but what is the center of my world is like being a successful woman and I found my success talking about men so mm-hmm. what a conundrum you know where do you go from and there? I don't want to be one god <laughs> I don't want to be corny but you guys really are trailblazers in the female Thank podcast community. I do have to say that Thank I wouldn't you. be where Thank I am you. without you guys oh, and I oh, earn- no Thanks. I earnestly feel that because even though like it's guys we fucked is the title people just care about what are Crit and Christina talking about it's not like who's the latest guy they're talking about it's right. about your journey that hits on so many things sometimes it hits the clit sometimes it doesn't <laughs> and <laughs> um, but I I do think with decentering men it's all about like how relationships don't equate success right and even as I'm planning a wedding there's something corny about it where it's like this is her day and I'm like honestly he, it's he's a day. The, I've worked the least at our relationship. <laughs> like, there's yeah, so many things yeah, I yeah. worked so much harder at, right. which is good. Like, it right. shows it's yeah. natural. But I'm like, this is what we're celebrating. Right. Like, I guess, like, your birthday, you kind of celebrate. But yeah. the wedding, it's like everyone to be like, you found someone. Right, right. Uh-huh. And the it's history not something of it to congratulate. being like, getting my dad giving. I'm like, first of all, my dad, you, uh, he's my best friend, but I'm like, you're the reason I'm in therapy. And then I could have done this without you. And then, <laughs> and then <laughs> our friendship traumatized me a little bit. Sorry. Yeah. 
<laughs> but there's something so corny about it where I just want women. I honestly do not need Des, mm-hmm. and I mean this that's, in the most but romantic way. That's why your relationship's way. probably going to go the distance I, because if you need each other, that's that's that is dangerous territory. We are both like crazy independent people. Where he's 45, he's been a bachelor for so long. I think he's dealt with intimacy issues, and I've dealt with intimacy issues. Like yeah. I go for really unavailable men, and. We both met each other at a weirdly vulnerable time where we both were. There was a moment where I kind of like posted something about another guy early on, and he was like, Hey, if you want to play games, like try to get in my head, like that's cool. I'm Whoa, just, he goes, Direct Des. He just goes, I'm not interested in that stuff. I and appreciate that. Most dudes, if they were to call me about some petty shit, like, Why didn't you text me back? Whiny. I would literally be like, Go away. Yeah. Right, right, Cause, right. Because right, that's right. my, like, I was testing you and now I see you have boundaries and now I'm not interested, which sounds kind of toxic, but I was protecting <laughs> myself. But tests, tests are good. I think right. tests are good. I think, you know, if you really think about it, everything's a test when you're on a first date, second date, third date. Like, yeah. it's all your you're gauging. I literally have a list of tests in my phone. <laughs> <laughs> you want to see it? Yeah, I do. Just Teach mind me. games? Yep. Oh, my God. I, as somebody who's never... Oh my god! It's a list of tests that my current boyfriend has Has passed, failed, or has or has yet to do. Wait, this is amazing! It's like an obstacle course for a dog. He doesn't know about this. He doesn't know about this. Shake your head and start typing. It's like your therapist. Like, what are you writing? What are you writing? Nothing, babe. I'm tweeting (laughs) about you. I'm still tweeting. Yeah, but Des, I swear to God, the weirdest thing happened where I put my tail under in between my legs and I was like became the littlest bitch I was like I'm so sorry I didn't mean, I don't know what I was thinking and I I remember my mom talking to me because she's my like she's a smart one and she was like I know your thing is all like you know give a fuck and you're just out here being crazy and she's like but you have to rebrand if you want to be with this man like you have to care wow. about him yeah and I know that's your like outward Instagram persona right now of like single and like men are trash but she's like you can't treat him like that. Right, and right. Like, yeah, she's very wise, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's shit. That's why she's a mom. I mean, not all moms are wise, but that's wise. It was a wise moment. Yeah. So he was very upfront. He knew what he wanted. And I do, I'm that person when a friend's like, what does he mean by this? And she, I'm like, if you have to question anything, like, honestly, you don't have time for that. Focus on your own shit. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah, because it always at the end of the day, uh, if it's going to work, the pursuing and the, it's all just going to naturally happen and you're you're not left with questions. A thousand percent. So I feel like decentering men from your lives is important. People will say stuff like, oh, it's when you're not trying. It's not that you're not trying. It's just, it's not when you're... You're not thirsty. You're not desperate. Yeah, and you're not thinking, oh, even though I got the job and I have a great friend group, I don't have this, so I'm not right. good. Yeah, when it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, that is a piece of the pie. Right, mm-hmm. right. But it's not the ultimate. Because also, then you start forcing stuff. Then you start mm-hmm. ending up with the wrong kind of guys that actually hurt you yeah, and your yeah, mental yeah. health, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. all part of the journey. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you know, Being traumatized is still part of it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually... Corinne, I love you were tweeting stuff about dating addicts and stuff. Oh boy, <laughs> my specialty. <laughs> yeah, which I, I like related so hard because um, I've dated a lot. I love addicts, mm. but Des has been sober since he's nineteen, mm. so wow. he's like a different form of an addict. Yeah, where he's worked done a lot of work on himself. Yeah, um, but just want to say I do relate to you in a way. because <laughs> like, Des is my classic like guys I've dated like fuck boy addictive behaviors but like cause he's I say he's like a retired fuck boy yeah cause he's kind of been through a lot been pre-trained he's like 
been cooked and I just have to open the oven. Oh, that's fun. So that's why I love an older man if anyone yeah. is thinking about raising their age range. Yeah. I da- I've dated, I, I went way older. I went also 15 was the highest mm. I, I went. Mm. But the only thing is sometimes when they've been recovered too long they're still they're I looking for do feel like to get away with a little boring sometimes mm, that's mm. the problem and like beca- and I think this is because I had a very nice comfortable safe childhood I can't have someone who I know you're like what is that it's like someone who's you're lying right like I need someone who there's a little drama attached because it's like I I feel safe with me and so like I want to feel like I trust the other person but I also want to feel like we could get arrested yes yeah you know the keyword was we yeah, we're doing yeah. it together, together. Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like I don't want to. I don't want to constantly be getting my, a boyfriend out of a mess. That's Ugh. not fun for me. Yeah. And we, I think we've all been like, like all heterosexual women have been have been the person who's getting someone out of trouble all the time. Unless you yourself are like, about. <laughs> <laughs> unless you're on like intervention yourself. My thing is, I am like not a caretaker. Mm-hmm. I'm not a babysitter. I like to tell people that. That's <laughs> and then the response is always weird. Yeah. Well, thanks for. Honesty, man. See you later. I go, I don't have a good bedside manner, and I yell it like that. Wait, bedside. Can you extrapolate on that bedside manner? Just like if you're sick, I was like, maybe I'll walk to Dwayne Reed and throw a box of tissues in your direction. I'm not cleaning up. I'm not cooking soup and walking it back and forth. Like, the fuck are you talking about? You're not paralyzed. They act like it though. If you walked over a a landmine, you have a sniffle. Like if you walked over a landmine and then they wheeled you back from war, maybe. Yeah, I'm not cruel. I would help you. Electronic scooters, like figure it out. You know. It's just like get a new limb, bitch. If if it's something that I have have like dealt with myself <laughs> that I know is not impossible, then I can't really help you. With well, it. yeah, a lot. I think the thing with like guys is they've lived their lives being catered to yeah. so much, and now and now we have to go. No, no, no. But it's my that strain. Stops. It's not me actually being that feminist. It's me and my own issues where I'm like, I'm not going to get love from making him a meal I'll get love from showing him that I'm awesome and I accomplished this which is also very toxic <laughs> right. and not, yeah because you want to yeah yeah you yeah. want to feel you don't, you like don't, you don't have to do anything you don't have to earn to be, love exactly right. which we're working on yeah. but, but being a woman I actually because I, I have this I same feeling like I definitely like my accomplishments is, is how I feel love that being said as a straight woman I feel like if anything accomplishing stuff gets you less love from heterosexual men a lot mm-hmm. of the time well the wrong and I mean, that's a and that's a real problem mm-hmm. yeah yeah, it it definitely causes anger. I would say even like but in men, in men when oh, you have kind you of have that? some they're ex- mad, some they're set. jealous, yeah, and not even like guys who are want to be with me, just like general men. Oh <laughs> yeah, 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 like men on the internet. Yeah, exactly, yeah. they'll yeah. get very angry when you're trying to be funny or something. But I think Des had an interesting feeling of we didn't feel competitive because we're kind of at different stages of our career. We're also like he really love to learn about like TikTok and like my like I like taught him about making, this technology yeah, that he, I I like taught him how to put, put his reading glasses on and text. I showed him how to do it like, and he because some guys could be like oh that's stupid where he's like oh yeah that's the new shit like that's yeah, what people are yeah. up to and so he really respected my stuff and 
I really respect how his mind works, which makes me sound like such a fuck boy. But a lot of times no, I, would, I would go after guys who I didn't really respect how their mind works. So I wouldn't fall for them. Well, and also mm. when, when you said when you said um, you were posting about another guy at the beginnings of you guys hanging out and he was like, hey, I don't have to. He just directly met like that. Thank God men exist like that because whew, it really saves you a lot and of time. And he was jealous. Yeah. But also I wasn't doing I was doing it because I was insecure. I was doing it because I wanted to show him that hot men like me. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've been there, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I realized, and then you're like, oh, what? You saw that? Oh, whoops! I didn't know. But that. he was li- he was turned off by it, and that's when I was like, oh, we're dealing with yeah. like a, a real a man, guy right <laughs> an now. adult, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I have Weird. to grow up. I found a one in the bit. wild, <laughs> and he is like, he'll because he's a little wiser in a lot of ways. He'll tell me, and I, like it makes me want to be that better person. That's great, and um. So yeah, yeah. That's what I like about your relationship. And I was like reading some articles and things that you said, and it really seems like you actually learned some things uh, from him. And I just feel that hap- that happens so rarely. Again, sorry to say this all in front of Mike right here. <laughs> Mike is, Mike agrees with all. He's been nodding the whole time. I have. I've been I, nodding. I, I, yeah. You know. But I also like Mike you go, when like, you're 42, ladies. Oh, trust me, I know. <laughs> I. But yeah, it makes you go. Oh wait, I want a partner who makes me better. Yeah. Like instead of me making the guy better, because so often tiring. a takeaway for a, a heterosexual woman from a relationship with a man is like a band or a yeah. movie that you like, or you know about Star Wars. You're never yeah. actually getting anything of value to take <laughs> right. out into the world to put I in your be tool challenged. belt. And like, and I really, and I really go through, and this is like very much like this, the 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 student in me, which mm. is I can never get away, and like the achiever. I go through my my as you said rolodex of ex boyfriends, and I think, what did I learn? What lesson? did I learn Mm. what skill did I learn what what thing that is going to make me better did I learn from these people and a lot of times it's like nine inch nails and like that's not a skill (laughs) and I get so I'm so mad about it right now what are you talking about Corinne of course it is and like I love nine inch nails but I could have fucking found them on my own you could watch a documentary they're pretty popular the best thing is the best thing you left me with was a goddamn playlist go fuck off yeah 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 but you think like Uh, that yeah you're saving someone or or you feel good about yourself because you're teaching them stuff or you feel like there there's potential in there that you're the one that'll bring it out right where's the return on the investment but yeah des is honest like it sounds like he's crazy he's genius in weird ways like he speaks mandarin yeah whoa he like did a whole documentary he went to china Mm -hmm. learned mandarin then did stand up in mandarin and i just was like whoa and then oh wow I have my own insecurities and trauma from my tennis career that I did till I was 22. And he just looked at me and he was like, I'm so impressed by your tennis. Like, so stuff that like had caused me so much pain, he like sees the light in. Yeah, that's great. And it's really just, yeah, finding someone that you really respect. And also and who likes you a lot. Like the, the mutual affection for each other and mutual respect mutual for each other. Mutual affection so important. It's interesting because we, we also love to shit on each other. Yeah. Like, it's funny because he's traveled the world. I've traveled a lot. And I just found like a guy from Queens. And I'm just like a girl from Brooklyn <laughs> who wants to just like rip on each other all the time. And every now and then we're like, wait, do you really mean that? Uh, yeah. You're we, kidding, right? Two comics, it could be kind of hard. Oh, my God. If you if you saw the text between my boyfriend and I, I would I actually she would be canceled for bullying. <laughs> 100%. I go, this can never get out. This is this is this can never get, get out anywhere. Oh, my God. But we call he calls me out of my bullshit, which like is a little annoying. But then I'm like, oh, because he's like, it's annoying. Because he's right about me. Is yeah. He no- yeah, yeah, he's yeah. right, and he he cares about me to be the one who like tells me the truth about right. stuff. But it's because he cares so much. 
I also realized he cared about me when he told me he couldn't watch my stand-up. Ah. Because he's like, anyone who I care about, I can't watch them perform. Where, like, when he's on, I'm, like, on Twitter, and I'm, like, you know, like, yeah, yeah, just yeah. enjoying. So I there's, like, certain nuances. But, yeah, we we joke sometimes too much with each other where there's really no place that we don't go like like that's I, fun though yeah it's because that's honestly like that's for me like the ideal boyfriend is like a safe haven where i could say whatever the fuck i want and he could say whatever the fuck we want and we can experiment with how comfortable or uncomfortable makes us feel oh my god yeah there's really no boundaries which yeah. can be unsafe at times but also weirdly secure yeah if it's just for subject matter like whatever because well, yeah. then you've already called out the elephant in the room and like if it's something that you truly feel insecure about you're it's always a little bit on your mind anyway yeah. so might as well have someone mention it and the the toughest part i think is that because i'm i'm not like trying to make it like oh a relationship we have all these perfect things because he's been through a lot that i've been through sometimes he has trouble letting me make the mistakes if that makes sense yeah like for example when i was getting a lot of hate he told me he's like when I was getting the most hate in my career was make, when I was making the most money. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and I was, wa- back then <laughs> there were forums true. and he was like, I'd read the forums and I was going forums. through it. Yep. <laughs> and I was going through it and, he, and he'd be like, why'd you read the comments? I told you not to. And I'm like, you, you need read to le- it when you were doing but it. But you need to learn it on your own because it's going to make you feel true. way different than it made him feel because you're two separate people and exactly. you, need to, you need to experiment with handling it various ways and going, oh, this doesn't feel good. Oh, this doesn't feel, like it's Goldilocks. And I'd be like, like gotta- I know you're right, but I'm human and yeah. a car a car crash is happening and I need to watch how bad the cars crash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. and, and, and yeah, and that's good. And it's, it also forces you to go, whoa, 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 mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. Stop. Put the brakes on that. I'm, I'm going to learn this. So you're you're also learning to like kind of um, stand behind your own learning process. Yes. Which and is then nice. Maybe if I was with someone who wasn't in the industry, they wouldn't even know any way to handle it and they might have just like been frozen yeah but he like knew exactly how he thought i should go about it where i was like i'm flailing right now and i i know you're right but i can't follow this right now yeah i need to make my own mistakes you learning to be really honest with yourself and with him that's great yeah that's awesome yeah so it's it's interesting being with a comic too because like i feel like comics like to be like i'll never be with a comic i think it's such people bullshit. love saying that comics, and com- saying comics that. dating comics makes all the sense in the world it makes That's so like a much dream sense. couple it makes so much sense because also when all you do is want to like make people laugh if you're with someone who doesn't care about that as much or yeah. is just bad at it if when someone <laughs> bombs a life. joke like that i am what with a on a date life. is so uncomfortable oh. i'm like i'd rather have you have shit on the table <laughs> yeah yeah so uncomfortable yeah we really fall in love with men's minds and how they work and if a guy can i hate when i'm like oh i want a guy who makes him laugh i want a guy who also i make laugh yeah, yeah. and what's hotter than making a comedian laugh guy yeah. or girl yeah yeah for sure that's how 100%. i orgasm yeah <laughs> how's your sex life our sex life is surprisingly good considering <laughs> that we're we've been just like stuck together for so oh, long right yeah we're yeah like, and you nev- need to be separate like you know just in terms of <laughs> fucking yourself if you're yeah. too, too attached i feel like most of my relationships were like it would be a year and then I'd be like okay I've had enough or there's yeah. a problem yeah, <laughs> it takes yeah. like a year for me to get there yeah. and I get bored or something or they have a problem where him like it's been a very because we had a lot of trauma initially now we're almost like a little free from it we're like oh, I'm a fun. little hornier because yeah. I, I didn't you I'm know, not stressed and I was stressed and but it does definitely it's less like you just randomly start making out and next thing you know you're like fucking on the counter it's more like do you want to have sex? <laughs> <laughs> and we're just kind of, we're just used to it. Right. And I think the consistency is what 
has been good for us. Mm. As in, like, we never really went through a real dry spell. We're not fucking three days, three times a day anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, but also, you know, he's getting older, so <laughs> he's approaching death rapidly. So I mean, that's a pro of a younger man. They're just always like fucking, a, a always towel hurting. rack. They're oh, I mean, I have a joke. I have a joke about that, and like that was a problem because I was like, I don't have. I'm a busy. See, I, I got a dating busy younger guy Manhattan I am lady, that <laughs> lady. Like, I can't be waiting for your dick, like. To, to show up <laughs> oh yeah right you know With the it's older just, guys it's just I cannot do it they I just can't don't do it they're not like ready right after I've also heard mm-hmm. this notion um, that's I think starting to retire but it's maybe like a more archaic thing of like the best sex is not the person you're gonna marry but like Ooh. says who interesting says who that doesn't fucking have to be it does not have to be that Christine's way Christine's convincing herself that it doesn't have Wait, to be it's that it's not that way I, well I know it's not because I would never marry someone that I have oh my god <laughs> Sex is so important. No, no, no. But what they're saying is like, there, there's a difference between the best sex and the worst sex. They're just saying like the mind blowing like tear. That's all they're saying. They're not saying it's gonna be bad sex. No, I mean the, with the, with the conversations that I've particularly had with with oh. just a couple guys, they're like, you know, the person that's really good in bed is not the person you're gonna marry. And I'm like, that's a terrible way to those look at to- it. You're talking. That was a toxic. And yeah, I, it is toxic. And yeah, everyone's unique with what they like. I'm gonna lay it out right now. I am a vanilla e bitch. Like. I don't like to get choked. I don't like pain related. I love a little, you know, smack. <laughs> a little I, on the booty. I, yeah, like, but I'm not. So I think some people, they talk about like really toxic sex, like a guy who's like so freaky, you're almost scared of him, but there's oh, like God, there's yeah. like a, a high to it. Because <laughs> you're like, am I going to die exactly. or not? Exactly. <laughs> so maybe that's the kind of sex you're talking yeah. about, which you could totally have with your husband. But you know those guys who you're like, you might rob me out of this, but like right. right now in this sexual moment, it's really hot for me. Or they joke about like how poor, like poor guys they fuck like because they need a place to stay that night. Like, so <laughs> I literally know someone who does that. Yeah, it's, it's a fact. No, yeah, whatever but it I, takes to get you good in bed, I'm all in. But I do have to say, Des is the best sex I've ever had. That's wonderful. But it's yeah. also because I emotion. I'm so emotional. When yeah, it comes well, to sex. It, for a lot women, a lot of times it's who's attached to the dick that matters. So it's like you yes. know, certain things kind of could go out the window where you could compromise on because it's the person. Yeah. And also, you find the certain things in the re- sex relationship that really work. Where like yeah. some guy, I might have enjoyed like fingering more, but like Des, I know what I fucking like when yeah, he does yeah, it. Yeah. And then you just emphasize like the best parts of that. And also he's more, he's been like more open with other guys with like what he enjoys. And mm. yeah, we just feel That's kind nice. of safe. Yeah, That's, he's oh, very, fingering. He's mm. he was the first guy I licked his butthole. Nice. Yeah, and I was scared. Has he ever had his butthole licked before? Yeah, he's very into that stuff, and he's oh, been nice. very open okay. about oh, it on podcasts. <laughs> yeah, but I was, I was, I was like twenty. 29 maybe and I'm like when do you have like a first sexual experience at 29 and I remember being scared and nervous like your first like hand job yeah 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 and I'm a hairy beast like I'm Italian Jewish like so I'm your butthole's hairy so hairy I mean I, I do you shave it or I, I you do, wax it I used to do um what's Strip? it called laser yeah. oh laser yeah yeah laser I tried but I was I was like a man's butthole ew but turns right. out he's gonna hate me for saying this he has the most adorable Irish butthole and Aww, it's like it a little was, kitty cat it was adorable Oof. and I had it was like much safer than I thought it would be yeah <laughs> you gotta well, have also a safe too, butthole if he's like sexually mature enough to like know that he likes that and also talk about it and like be very vocal about it to me that says his hygiene's on point 
Yeah. Because when you're nerdy about a sexual thing, usually you're nerdy about all the other stuff. Des is very clean. I can tell. I just, I, I, I've done, like, I hung out with him one time and I was like, oh, not <laughs> your sexual. Your butthole's clean. People have come <laughs> up to me and been like, how is your boyfriend so put together? And you can you tell are he's so clean. ratchet. <laughs> what? <laughs> It's true though. Like if you see us out, he'll be like, "You look like you just got kidnapped," and like, or he'll be like, "You look like a sixteen-year-old." Like in the summer, I'll be wearing. And, but and he always is put together. But I do have to say, we're yeah. both very messy at home. That's different. Oh, that's though. Good when you're you both can tell messy. he's clean hygienically. Like there's hygienically, some, he's so clean. You can. So, you, those men, you just can tell his immediately. Hair is very I, go, well groomed. I can tell he's a clean his person. His dad was actually a model, and he would like put Whoa. tinted moisturizer on, mm. and like he learned oh, wow. from his dad. And his mom was very into like how adorable her sons were. Um, mm. And I'm vain when it comes to like who I'm with, but not myself, which is so weird. Like I don't. It's go, very masculine <laughs> of you. It is. So yeah. Masculine. I'm like I need I a trophy dude to be wife. hot. I know. Yeah. I want a hot ass dude. And, I agree. I don't care to put any more effort into myself. Yeah, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> it is actually that's so feminist of me. Yeah, but um, so so yeah, I like that he's confident about what he wants, and there's something about. <laughs> going inside a guy oh it's the fucking greatest and like I've never had a lesbian experience but it's probably empowering those are also way. great too yeah but like the <laughs> fact that I'm like in, like I'm in control and like going in him in life a way. is all a managing power <laughs> and sex is the ultimate um form to communicate power management wow yeah. <laughs> Write that shit down. Yeah. I got I got fingered over the holiday break, so I'm like, Whoo, oh my God, I'm a philosopher now. You. I love that. It, it was it was a new kind of power that I've never dealt with because normally yeah, yeah. like there's yeah. even blowjobs you're in control, but there's still like like every now and then you could like throw up on his dick. So this was very <laughs> empowering to control his pleasure. Yeah. In a, but you also can't have and long inserting nails, is a different it's, 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 in, inserting is powerful. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like. <laughs> but when we first started, I didn't realize the art of it, and I literally felt like a thirteen-year-old guy trying to You're finger like, a girl. He was like, "Okay, did slower. I do it? Did you cut me?" <laughs> yeah, like he's like, "Lube." That's Hello. when I when I first had sex with a woman, I was like. There you go. Did I do it? Did you come again? Oh my I god! I literally felt like a twelve-year-old kid yeah, who just yeah. hit puberty, and I was like, Argh. and he's like, stop. Just let me tell you what to do. Did you injure him with a long nail? Was there like an acrylic incident? Because I've I've been fingered by a woman with acrylics on, and oh. I I mean I can still feel it. I kind oh. I I kind of did not it where great. he was like, oh no no no, it's not gonna work. And because my nails are never that long, but now I understand why you'd keep them short. Yeah. yeah yeah. It is funny how much you could learn from people just by looking at their nails. Like if a dude has even the littlest long nail I'm like you're not fucking ew yeah a long nail it's either your coke nail or your guitar nail but either way and I don't either want one, part of I don't it. want yeah. a part of it no, I'm good. yeah your yeah. nails really say a lot about your sex game I feel yeah. like yeah Oof. <laughs> yeah my nails are not in good shape but mine know. are mine I just took acrylics my off so they're fucked up oh my god my nails like bleeding it's wow. the winter See, I don't even it's know so hang nails just watch out you could take your real finger off yeah um, how much time do we have? How much time are we have? I mean, you're over. We're oh, over. Okay. We're way over. Well, I yeah. wanted to touch on one thing, um, which uh, betches. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I think it's important to, um, I, I, you know, I have high expectations of women. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just, you know, and I think, um, and when women behave like well or like or behave well that's so ugh, whatever but uh you know when I'm impressed I like talking about it but also like when it's not good I think it's important to talk about too because our version of feminism is you know women can be pieces of shit too <laughs> and that's equality um but I-, I was told you got fired in like a kind of a 
shitty way. Yeah, am I getting tagged in on this? <laughs> yeah, because I was there. Go, Mike. Oh, go. I was boy. there, and I was I watched the whole thing happen, and I remember thinking. So it was. But like, what? Tell was, me, what's the? Is there a reason for the firing? Well, that's a more of a question for Hannah. <laughs> but I'll tell you. Hold on, I'll tell you what we were thinking as like the people that were kind of like seeing it happen because this is through a glass so yeah we're at like end wall. of year reviews um <laughs> and they're doing this thing where they're calling like everybody into their conference room individual oh it's like when the teachers hand you the yes. paper face down and yeah. you're like that kid got a bad grade and, and fun fact it's actually just a huge blow up of the buckle on a tory birch flag <laughs> <laughs> that's where they live sorry but, that's just batches <laughs> all right Anna, so you remember batches, the tory birch of everything <laughs> they had this conference room that was all it was just glass <laughs> So you can see, mm. like, and you them. can hear. You can hear, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no, no soundproofing. You can there's, hear everything. There's like, yeah. There's literally no soundproofing. That's, that's called strategy. And like, yes. they were, they were, <laughs> meeting, we'd all just get quiet. And oh like, yeah. And then we'd be messaging each other, like, okay, that was a little sarcastic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You so, have your headphones on, but nothing is coming through. <laughs> right, right, right. When, when I, so when this was going on, I had only worked there I, maybe like four or five months. Hannah was my first friend at that job. Yeah. Hannah was the first person that came up to me and was like. Like, hey, like, how you doing? So Hannah is like my best friend at this time at work. Batches. Yeah. And Hannah's alliances. All her shit. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it. All her. This is what I was telling you guys before we, we recorded. All Hannah's shit was hitting. Like all of her videos were hitting and blowing up. Oh, like, yeah. Doing well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hannah's stuff was like was like really landing when, when we were doing it. Yeah. She was social. doing her job. Well, yeah. yeah. So uh, I don't I don't necessarily want to name names. If it's bad, we'll we'll bleep it out. Jesse Jollis, though, our mutual friend, who we love. Yeah, love Jesse. Uh, Jesse's on the video team with Hannah, and me and Jesse are like talking separately. And Jesse's like, "Yeah, Hannah's like, she's got to be getting a raise. Like, yeah, she's crushing it. Like they they got she's got to be going in there. They got to be like, be but like, you oh, did not. Hannah's gonna get a title bump or whatever. <laughs> did and you get the raise, Hannah? So, wait, we're seeing we're seeing all this go on in the conference room. And we just start seeing them yelling at each other. Like the the girls are yelling at Hannah and I just see Hannah. And you're trapped in a glass box so you can't run. Yeah. I'm in a glass case of emotion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we literally like like we're we're seeing all this stuff going on and everybody's just like, what the fuck is going on? And then then like the I think you had come you came back the next day and had like a continuation, yeah. right? And then Hannah was gone. Like after that, it was like the next day we had. There was like some big meeting, and they were like, "Um, all right, so Hannah's no longer part of the workforce here." And we're just like, "What the fuck? What happened?" That makes no sense. Her shit is going well. Yeah. yeah. So we were kind of hearing things. Like I, I kind of, I didn't want to pry, obviously. So I had reached out and was just like, "Damn, fucking sorry. You seemed fine." But <laughs> and then it's funny because when I got fired, literally, I think. A year to the day that we're recording this. Oh wow! Hannah was the first person I texted. I was like, "Hey, we're part <laughs> of the same." Fucking- I remember Batches. I was pooping. Yes. I was yeah. on the toilet and I was like, "Yeah!" And yeah. Jess was like, "What?" I'm like, "No, this guy." Nice. You know, he's, he's, Batches. He's doing what he loves. <laughs> but I, it was like I, to Our me. Is- <laughs> to me, as somebody who hadn't been there very long, who had seen something not great happen to a person that I was close with at this job, it felt like they were kind of making an example out of Hannah. That's to so wh- gross. To what like I don't necessarily. Really know why, but that's yeah. that was sort of my implication, and I don't know if how much what more happened. Like, to like say, when the judge sent Paris Hilton uh, to, <laughs> to, to jail, jail for a DUI, right. and they said, <laughs> Lindsay, yeah, look at this. You could be not afraid. <laughs> I I do have to say, this media company, I had no job. I had like done sales, I've done marketing, and I just felt helpless, and I just hated it. But I knew I had a silly sense of humor, yeah, and I was creative. 
and I was like the f- the funny one in my group text, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. all of us started yeah. as that, I feel yeah. like. And a random person was like, hey, there's a video gig at Betches if you want to try. And I... Betches. Betches. And I didn't Wait, really know batches. what they were. And I had... They wanted five years experience. I had no experience. I knew how to video edit from college. Mm. But like I did sports broadcasting. So I submitted a video. They liked it. I came in. I was like, I have no experience, but I gave them all these ideas for videos, and they're like, you can freelance for us. Awesome. And I was like, fuck yeah. This is now I'm on my. Yes, they gave you a great opportunity. They gave me the opportunity. Yeah. And I, we didn't even have a video guy. Like, I found a guy on my flag football team. It was team literally, that, Hannah was like the team. But I, it, I did, wow. I did video. So you did a lot for them. I, well, I found a guy who did wedding videos, and he filmed like the first video. Well, no. First, I did a bunch of shit that did not do well. Well, they right. they didn't know what they wanted yet. They said they didn't want my want my face in videos, and I was like, it's hard to make. <laughs> Why wow, you guys really are betches? They didn't want my face. They didn't want. They didn't want anyone to like star in a video. But then eventually, they were like, can we do SNL type sketches? Ah. And I, I my first one was like when Bay FaceTimes you when like <laughs> Bay used to be like a cool thing. Yeah. yeah. And it was like you have your headphones in. And you're like, sorry, I need to get my headphones. And I put all this makeup yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. And I hit a million views. And they go, can you do this three times a week? And I just said yes. And my biggest thing is never take a job you're qualified for because I fucking had to like learn shit so fast. But I really understood their voice slash like helped kind of cultivate their brand voice. Yeah. But I also started to realize that my brand voice was different than theirs. But I was able um, to decipher like, okay, I'm a little goofier. Well, also too, there comes yeah. a point where it's like, wait, am I the star here? Then I'm going to do my own thing because Betches is... You, you, I have to say with Betches, there was a point... like Justin Timberlake. You leave sync, you have a better solo career. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Hannah was in sync. She was ready. <laughs> yeah. no, no, but I literally remember telling my parents, being like, this is my favorite job. I want to do it for the rest of my life because they were giving me autonomy to the point that like they actually mm. didn't even know what was then going on. why the on. fuck did they fire you? Well, then we got a videographer who I didn't realize was kind of getting very close with them. And I, didn't, on the and I remember early on, I called my mom and I was like, I think he's going to take credit for my work. And she was like, just start writing like everything that you've done and what he does and just keep a yeah, file yeah. of it. Because like they weren't that connected. They just knew the videos were coming out. Like he would like email it to them after like I'd written it and, and okay, casted yeah, it see. and produced it and edited it. So it, I knew something sketchy was going on, but this was going on for a while. But then I... We were just killing it. We were doing brand, huge brand deals, like wow. music videos. Like it was my favorite job. I would work. And you really helped them get off the ground with that. With their video department, I basically started Hannah, from scratch. Yeah. Wow. Was, and I, the weekends, I would, I wouldn't even talk to like my family. I would just be <laughs> editing videos. I loved it so yeah, much. Because you're also, like, oh, I get the formula. Let's make more. Yes. Yeah. And also, they Hit gave factory. me a platform that had six million followers. So if the that's video great. hit, that shit would go viral. Yeah. Right. Ooh, and, and that's then addicting. There was a moment where. I I started posting my own tweets because I started realizing what tweets were mine versus like which ones I wrote that were theirs. Yeah. And other accounts started reposting them. And I started to realize, oh, I do a tweet and then I'd send it to these like meme accounts that became my friends. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. And I started yeah, 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 to grow yeah. on my own. When yeah. I started Betches, I was private. It wasn't, I was not oh, trying to be okay, anything. Yeah. I just wanted to be a video producer. And then I started doing these horoscopes with Hannah where I'd make it like betchy, like watch out for your anus. You're yeah, gonna yeah, have yeah. painful anal this weekend because the moon's and whatever. Yeah, yeah. And those started to blow up and um, there started to be some tension. This is what happens. Like, you were doing well? Well, I noticed like 
the social media person would like tag other people and like not tag me in it. And there was no real rules of like, or we do a video Credit. of. Cause yeah, because like I remember like when the fat Jew took off. Yes. He was stealing other people. He was, And he wasn't giving credit. And everyone's like, you can't. You're signed with CAA and you don't write any of your shit. So, but but that kid, but that was an important conversation to have, like yeah. getting the people who wrote the thing credit. But that started to be credit everything, was a big everything issue we, in that building. Right. Everything yeah. we wrote, it was it was, was for murky them. for a while with social media. I everything think. we wrote was for them though. Like it's right. just yeah. content. Yeah, but they got to a point where people we. I would do these videos and I would only cast myself in ones I really thought I'd be good at. Right. I would go to UCB and like grab someone. This guy, Chris Burns, I saw him and I was like, could you play all five girls at brunch with different wigs? Mm-hmm. So wait, you discovered Fat Carrie Bradshaw? Kind of. Just take credit for it. I, I yeah. want to take credit, credit, credit for it. Credit for it. We joke, but basically I was there when he went from 3,000 followers and then we started posting videos and he crushed it. And we had a very great, like, we knew exactly well, how to work game. together. Yeah. I knew how to get him loose. I We got silly. Yeah. And he, I watched him get 100,000 followers when I still had, like, nothing. And I was so fucking proud of this guy because it was easier for them to tag certain people. And then there was a point where we had a meeting and I was like, and everyone started tweeting within Betches, like our own stuff. Like people kind of started following my lead, posting tweets on Instagram. And I was like, why don't we put all the best like Betches employees posts together? And I remember them getting pissed. Like they were like, you're here for fame. Like we didn't put our face no, on anything. You're here for you're fame, You're using bitch. us for fame. And I remember being <laughs> you're confused. Using us for- I remember being confused, being like, I mean, obviously I, I want credit for what I want, but like yeah. I'm not, if I want, and I, I mean- also had just gotten the reality show. Oh, okay. And that was it was just a perfect story. Well, and it's and it's interesting because when you're a stand up comedian, if I'm working for a company, my work is my work like ooh, that's well, I went a, a long time where a... like nothing got tagged, whatever, but I started to get heat. I got up to like sixty thousand followers and on on working with Betches because of Betches. Right. Because okay. of their platform. Yeah, yeah. And me putting my voice but in But they, they want you to be good but not too good. It was that the kind of thing, thing where it wasn't. No, the they plan. just don't they don't want to make people stars like their whole thing is like when you work for us we pay you what we decide that you yeah. are you know are worth I and see. you get the amount of exposure that we're willing to give you and if you try to outshine it then like that's when it becomes a problem they want betches ah. not hannah burns right. yeah is, everyone's a betch this is the <laughs> classic- problem hannah is you're not a betch you're not anymore, a betch so. this is the Sorry. classic larger issue though like with barstool and yeah. their people it's yep. like before individually you weren't allowed to get big on your own right so like like even go back to like universal pictures how like they'd sign a actress yeah, back yeah in you're the day. right yeah so now there's this weird power thing going yeah. on so i think i and, was and kind also of early people in when you're fans of, you want to be a fan of a fucking person not a goddamn media company well that's the thing my yeah, i don't identify well people started identify with me right. and they liked me and what i was doing and honestly like i was putting my heart and fucking soul into this job and yeah, i loved yeah. it so much and i got a call to do the reality show i filmed it all summer so i'd i'd work from monday to friday film the reality show saturday sunday go right back to work mon- never like miss Jeez. work never hung over maybe I was on phone calls sometimes, but it was a very loose work environment. I always got my shit done. They're betches. But I remember I walk, I remember being, I asked for like a title change and I remember them saying like, you're not the boss. And I remember being like, you're oh. not the boss. <laughs> so they did to me too. And the then, but, it, but again, this is what happens all the time. But I just remember I walk in and the guy's sitting down and he goes, Hannah lied about a doctor's appointment. 
and I realized like what? I realized like oh there's people like out wait to get you guys are tattletales yeah and then the, the, something wait, like he, he I said fucking that? hate wait, wait, wait. an adult there's wait, wait, nothing wait. I hate more than an adult tattletale hold on hold on hold on this so guy bad. said this in a it's conference so room I walk in like it's an important meeting and he's like also like are we are we keeping score of like like we had a very like you guys are real secure thing and then there was like that's awful he said like I taught Hannah how to do this on Adobe yeah Adobe Premiere and I was sitting there and I was like I okay you guys are gonna laugh at me when I snap I snap and I don't make sense I stood up and I said my mom told me you're gonna be a snake and I left the room (laughs) what the fuck does that even mean like what I just blacked out and was like my mom told me you were gonna be a snake I I remember you coming out and it came to me sobbing. and Jesse, and, and you were like, you were like, you were unconsolable. And <laughs> Jesse just goes, not here, not here, not here. And like walked you out of the building. Oh, that's so nice. That's sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you don't want to like, give more ammo. Do you know when you know people are conspiring against you? And then you watch yeah. it happen. And then and you're, you're like, the, damn, I was right. When there's three people agreeing with you, oh, and then you're just like the crazy one. Yeah. yeah. So that happened. Like I lost it. And then you're crazy. Like you look, they seem right when yeah. you're like, are you fucking kidding me? And then I remember they were like, this isn't reality TV. And I was like, ah! oh my God, you're bitches. <laughs> when I lose it, like I, I start crying. I'm frustrated. I don't know what to do. So then, and then I remember outside someone pulled me and I can't get my breath. Because I just, this I loved this job so much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but fast forward, like, when I left the job, I look back. Now, like, everyone's getting tagged and stuff. Like, people are blowing up on benches oh, through great. their stuff. So, like, so maybe that was a necessary th- conversation that they, as a media company, had to have. I guess that they did. And, and I, nothing I did. More of the story is there's sometimes you hit the glass ceiling and it's change is uncomfortable and change is something, t- sometimes painful. I learned that I, I, um, Purple bomb places? Are you guys familiar with purple bombing? No, only love bombing. <laughs> <laughs> so, have you ever gotten like your aura red? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're into that. Wait, it was a rough year, so yes. Yeah, so my, I had a rough year too. So <laughs> I was told I, I purple bomb, which is like when I feel like things are not authentic um. around me or like people are being fake, I will just like kind of imp- blow it up, and I mm. will never deal with that situation again. But it's not necessarily like suave how mm, I go about tact. it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. I just kind of I feel the badness and I just I'm like fuck everyone and mm-hmm, I leave mm-hmm. yeah and honestly that's what happened to me with reality tv as well yeah I actually had a pretty similar situation to Betches um but that's how I move on to my next chapter yeah 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 <laughs> well, go, so is there like Betch. are you like is that something that you're working on or you just like it and you think it's helpful to you I don't think it's helpful. It's more of like what I've observed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because looking back, for example, sometime whenever I've messed up stuff in my life, it's a lot of like I keep it in, I keep it in, I'm not communicating and then it'll implode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So kind of working on communicating more. Yeah. And also just, yeah, keeping tabs on what the situation is as you go. Yeah. And then sometimes like Betches, even if I had tact, it might have helped me stay there longer, but it wasn't. Yeah, what would that have done? Mm -hmm. But I will, I'll always give them so much credit for the beginning of my career. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and you gave they gave you that boot camp opportunity to really learn. And and I feel like I've gotten street cred from being fired. So hell yeah, it was an epic. I've never seen. I just, (laughs) I because like to Hannah's point. But while at the time when this happened, we were it was not a professional place. So (laughs) Betches wasn't professional. It it was was literally like like, show up at ten forty five. So they just didn't know what they were doing. Yeah, they were they were figuring themselves out. Yeah, like sit at a table with your laptop 
laptop, get some stuff done, le- unlimited vacation, leave, like all that shit. <gasps> yeah. And then, uh, and then, so we, it should have, like, obviously, when somebody gets let Trial go, it's not going to be professional. Right. Like, it's not right, going to be right, like right, HR right. pulls you aside quietly, yeah, gives you a severance yeah. package. It's just like, so we're going to make a spectacle Can I tell you guys something? So then they invited me back. Oh, <laughs> and I mean, they basically seem- sat me down and they were like, you're fired. And I and I just remember being like, okay. And I walked into the glass door. <laughs> Did you? That's this, hilarious. You weren't there. They had oh. me come before everyone. You know how you're oh. so out of it, right? Yeah. I literally yeah, yeah, was yeah. like, had my moment where I looked at them and I was very polite. I was just like, thank you for giving, believing in me. Now you don't anymore, obviously. But yeah. thank you for believing <laughs> you did in at me one point. at the time. And yeah. they were, and I remember them looking like surprised that I now was being so mature about it. I was like, I know I had a moment, um, but I mean, I was lying, but I was like, <laughs> yeah, I love you yeah, guys. Whatever. You guys are great. And then I stood up and banged. <laughs> That's beautiful. And that's just so I, I don't do anything really gracefully. <laughs> but I do have to say I do live my life like a bull in a china shop and that's why Why not? Um, yeah. It's always exciting. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. I also think that's like the, the, that the Betches uh, kind of format that explains like that's what happened when we we started being girl bosses because it, it makes sense. Yep. So like we really hadn't, <laughs> women hadn't had these big opportunities before and so obviously it's going to be messy yeah. when you start figuring when you, it when, out. If you didn't have a company before like women didn't have like a, yeah. a template or a blueprint to work off of because it's like you didn't want to just like do what the men were doing because I think in a lot of ways that's failing too. I also looked up to them. Like, I remember just thinking, like, I want to be like them. It's so cool. And I remember during one of the meetings being like, there needs to be an adult in this room. Like, I feel like I'm just getting bullied by the high school bully. Right. Because that's what happens. And they're actually Uh in charge. So you just don't know what to do. Right. Because women always think men are monsters. And then we get put in the positions that men have been in. And we become monsters, too. And we go, maybe it's not just Mm. our our sex. Maybe it's power. Maybe it's money. Maybe it's opportunity that's that's changing us. It goes back to the beginning when I talked about women with attention but it was the first they they had like kind of yelled at me like you're not the fucking star kind of thing and I remember feeling guilt for wanting to be a star which again all of you wake up and you're like I'm, I'm a fucking star yeah, I'm a star <laughs> yeah and they just, just don't like, see it's yeah. just annoying when people don't see it yeah they're trying to get you to dim your light so that yeah. their light they're doesn't look boyfriend. so dim because their light really is naturally dim insecure abusive boyfriend at I, the time exactly and I really felt like I was a piece of shit for wanting to be the best like and that's something that you'll have to face eventually might as well face it when you're fucking 20s exactly and, and figure that out and it's like admitting you want to be an actress or yeah. admitting you want to be a comedian you have to admit that you want you the have attention, to accept it yeah but also like there are people Own put it. on this earth who are meant to entertain and that's yeah. kind of what i learned from that situation that i'm not a piece of shit for wanting the <laughs> attention and that i have to just find the right place to put my energy and um yeah good everyone on, will always you, try to make you yeah. lower your bar i remember telling my high uh, high school guidance counselor i wanted to go to film school and he goes okay but what if that doesn't work out and i go but no, it no, will no, because i'm me that. and i walked out and i didn't apply to any <laughs> oh, other schools I love and i got into my dream school and then the rest is history i fucking love like, that so much it's just <laughs> the rest is history. it's just like a dumb like what a dumb thing to say to someone i go i don't i, I go I, I guess you must be dealing with losers and he's a guidance day. counselor at a high school <laughs> but yes. i'm i'm me yeah so. people like my I, people say I talk too much or I'm annoying or whatever and I'm yeah, like yeah they're now, insecure. that's why I have two podcasts yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talk too yeah. much. that's why I'm doing well <laughs> see you bitch Hannah where can we find you online oh my god follow me at being burns around mm-hmm. town and then go to hannahburner.com to check out my tour dates coming up um, I'm gonna be in Pittsburgh, Ohio, Miami nice stuff like that. San Diego Ooh. never been and then um, 
listen to Burning in Hell for Mental Health podcast. Corinne and I have a great episode. Sorry, Corinne and I are going to be. Yeah. And then Christine and I have a great episode. And then um, canceled. You're actually we're not we're not airing this episode anymore. Actually, oh, ruined it. No, we just trashed I've, it. I've like ended podcasts saying their podcast name wrong. Like big oh yeah, me too, me too. All the time, yeah. and then I just like lose all credibility. Um, and then Giggly Squad is mine with my oh, best right. friend where we talk. More pop culture, lighter stuff. That's nice. so fun. Thank you yeah. so Thank much you for so joining much. us. Thank you for having me. Fun. And I love guys. We fuck so much. Thanks, Thank Anna. you. Stay until long, I die. <laughs> been a long time coming. <laughs> guys, this is Guys We Fuck, the anti-slut shaming podcast. We'll talk to you next Friday. Guys We Fucked is presented by Luminary. Created and hosted by Corinne Fisher and Christina Hutchinson. Editing and music coordination by Mike Coscarelli. Theme song by Rob Patterson and Jake Cozen. Suck my wet ass pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Christina said to cut that before, but now it's in there. Yeah, let's keep it. Who cares? This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at betterhelp.com. That's betterhelp.com.